0: Visit Arcade Club, Europe's largest classic arcade, with over 200 video and pinball machines. There's classic consoles and computers. There is also PS4s, Xbox Ones, Wii U, PC and Oculus Rift, and regular tournaments and competitions. All machines are set to free play. Open Fridays, Saturdays and Sundays. Check out arcadeclub.co.uk for more details. Tenpence Arcade are proud members of the Throwback Network and the Retro Junkies Network.
1: Hi listeners, this is Victor, recording on the proper microphone this time. Very, very sorry, we recorded the whole podcast using the internal microphone on my MacBook by accident. We had the mics in front of us with our best intentions, but I think me, I can't really blame Sean, I'll try to, was still partly drunk and forgot to turn it over to use the microphones. Very sorry, I hope it doesn't li- ruin your listening pleasure. On with the podcast. Hello! You are listening to the Ten Pence Arcade Podcast. This is a fortnightly podcast where we discuss all sorts of subjects pertaining to the old arcade games. My name is Victor Marlard and I am in the London offices, my hobby room, and my excellent co-host Sean Holly, and I'm in the London, London offices as well at the moment. You are on our notes, this is northern studio, but you're not, you're here with me. Mm, yeah. What were we doing last night? I can't remember, mate. Neither can I. <laughs> we we might we may have had some of that whiskey that um, Whitney gave us. Broken Whitney, oh God, yeah. Or maybe half a bottle of it. That mm. wasn't wise, was it? I feel a bit poorly. I, I feel a bit funny. I'm okay. We've got a nice breakfast my lovely wife cooked for us oh, and nice, yeah. we're ready to go for the Arcade Podcast. Yes. Do you know what? The podcast is two years old now. We're two years old. We're two. We're toddlers. You are. You and Alex are. I'm 1.5 or something. Yeah. You're pretty, pretty much there. I'd like to thank everyone for listening to the past two years, and we're going to keep playing arcade games and chomping biscuits for the foreseeable future, I think. Well, yeah. What we have been up to since the oh, last podcast? Work, unfortunately. I had to go back to work after being on holiday for my lovely holiday for three weeks. I did manage to dip into the garage a few times to play a bit in 1942. I sucked on that. <laughs> well, mine doesn't make that noise because the sounds are gone on it. Yeah. It's just <laughs>
2: it's a bit weird how it works. It's just one, one sound chip because so, some
1: of the sounds work. Yeah, like the, the sound effects work but the music, mm-hmm. which I'm quite grateful because I don't like the music very much. It b- bores me. Half the music works. But... When you die, it, goes ding, 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 something like that. Ding. Ding. Because we've got our little notes in front of us here. I'm looking on an iPad. You're looking on an old school paper. Paper. And these are from before. You were here yesterday with me in the, the, the London Tenpence Arcade podcast, i.e. my house, and we're playing some games... And I got over 300,000 on 1942, which is a personal record for me, which mm. is quite good. You, you even said it's quite good. You did well there, mate. For one life, for you. Hold mm. on. Oh, <laughs> I even tried out um, the Cons- Cosmic Monsters PCB I got through the post when I was away on holiday. It doesn't work, unfortunately. There's a sort of partial loom made up for it, but it doesn't work. Mm. So we, we the reason you are here today is we're going to a little meet at Martin Smarty's house today mm. and hopefully I'm going to take my PCB there cheekily and hopefully some clever swine will cl- fix it for me, make it work and I'm going to put it in one of my warmout machines. Did you like playing the wall yesterday, playing Cosmic Allen? I got into that. You did, didn't you? Mm-hmm. You were quite into that. Yeah, it's a good game, great. isn't it? Okay. Good game, good game, good game, nice to see you, to see you, bugger off. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the, the game doesn't work unfortunately, it's got a jammer converter on it, sort of like, uh, just the video and the power, but well, I plugged it into a jammer machine and I couldn't get anything on the screen, so it doesn't work for whatever reason, so hopefully some clever person, kind person will fix it I can play it, me cosmic. be Cosmic Mike, I think. Cosmic Cosmic Mike. Cosmic Mike. I've also been playing on my Vectrex, and I've got my multi-cart working again, because it didn't work for a long time. Well done. Um, woohoo! Which is really cool. So I've, I've weeded out all the games that don't work, and all the ones that are just demos and stuff. And it's a lot of fun. It was just the SD card was naff on it. I don't know why, but it had mm, gone wrong. And I redid the SD card, and it works absolutely fine. It's mm, pretty groovy. I do like a bit of Vectrex, me. I think it's one of the best early consoles ever. Absolutely, because it's Vector for goodness sake. Mm, How cool uh, is that? Great idea, I've never thought of that. Yeah, I cannot wait. Talking about the Vector, I can't wait for Binary Star. He's done doing a version of Death Chase, he's mm. done a version of Death Race, and he's calling it Death Chase. And I've seen the overlays for it. You know the overlays that go on the screen? Yeah, I saw. And it. he's got Here Lies Player One, Here Lies Player Two, mm. and little gravestones. That's Absolutely right, yeah. brilliant. Is that like Boot Hill? Boot Hill did that, didn't they? They did something like that, yeah. So, yeah. I remember yeah. it was all sort of themed around that, yeah. yeah. It's pretty cool. I've also talking about Vectrex. I've been um, making the Vectrex controllers. That everyone's gone mad about on the uh, the Vectrex Fans Unite page on Facebook. I've made ten of the bodies, the aluminium bodies, and they're all ready. I've got to put a hole in the side, get them anodised, and then engrave the sides into silver. So it'll engrave through the anodized, so it'll be black. Yeah. They're like dyed black. If you think you know what I mean. And then I'm going to engrave through them in silver, so it's going to look really sweet. And then obviously do all the electrics inside and do the, the top plates. Ooh. So that'd be pretty cool. should I may have one of them. No. Why not? Because they're costing a fortune to make. Mm. Yeah. What you have to do, I think this is official. Everyone's been asking for them. So please, mate, can you please make? We want to put on the waiting list. No, we're not doing any waiting list. of that sort of malarkey. What I'm going to do is put them on the Vectrex Fans Unite page one morning, an undisclosed date and time. And so, right, first eight people are getting a controller. Because number one and number two are for myself and Sarge. Well, I'm having one, he's having number two. Yeah. And number ten is going to be a left-handed version. It's a lefty. Mm. It's a bit of a special one, that. Because I was actually using my controller the day. I was playing Chris Binary Stars Present. What's the game called? I can't remember the name of the game now. But it's on It's Christmas cart. And it's a one where you grab the presents with a little grabber. And the game is actually analogue. So you, you move slowly and quickly across the bottom of the screen with the analogue controller. And my Vectrex controller is absolutely knackered. It sort of it goes slow and it jumps really quick. Mm. So it's not very good. So I need to sort that out and get a new controller. So I'll have to open make them. Mm, that's the thing with the Vectrex, is a lot of the old controllers are knackered, aren't they? Yeah.
2: Almost all, I haven't played a, a decent Vectrex controller.
1: Even all the events that we go to, I haven't, I haven't played them for years. I think the pots get pretty worn out, and the, the wipers get worn out. on them. I think you could probably replace them, you can find the right. Well, I don't know, because the pots actually on the controller physically go on the controller. You know, you move the stick left and right, it moves the pots up and down. So I don't know if you can actually replace those. So it's not a leaf stick. What, what is it? What? It's a pot. It's variable. It's um, a variable resistor. Right. Yeah, potentiometers. Just pretend I don't know what that is. Okay. Analog. Old school stuff. Right. right. What else have you been doing? That's what we've been doing lately.
2: Yes. I've been playing vulgar. Well, I was trying to play Volgas on my account, and it stopped working. Oh, the Display just froze, so I switched it on. You got the, the Vulgus little vulgar logo, yeah, and and the, and the little guy below, and it just froze. So I tried, you know, oops, it broke,
1: it broke me. Vulgus, he broke. <laughs> I don't like him when he's broke, he's not working. That's where we got it from, Wolverhampton. Yeah, it did actually. So we'll have to have a word with that Belgian guy. So I tried, you know, pressing all the Roms down and yeah. reseating it. It might just be a case of taking the Roms out, cleaning the legs very carefully with a bit of like very fine wet and dry, mm. popping them back in here, it might just work. I cleaned my legs this morning. Absolutely. Yeah, nice,
2: nice clean legs. And I tried licking it, that didn't work. Poking it with sticks. Don't do that. Talking nicely to it, you know, like you do
1: with. That stuff. might work, yeah. It yeah. didn't work. Oh dear. And we're at oh, Arcade Club. You've been to Arcade Club? Well yeah. done, sir. Yeah. What's going on in the Arcade Club? Anything new?
2: Um, I'm not sure they keep shifting stuff around. Every time I go in, things are in different places. Ooh, that's always good. So, oh, that's a new game. It's another new game. A new
1: I think Candy's got a few new coming in. He's he's keeping yeah. it quiet at the moment. What is going on?
2: Yeah, I think there's a new can. A few
1: new candies and stuff. Ooh,
2: nice. Oh, nice. Tell you what they did there. Moonwalker. Have you ever played Moonwalker?
1: <laughs>
3: no.
2: Oh, that went right in the ears. It hurt the head. I I have never played that. Yeah. Apart from last week, and okay. it's all right actually. Oh, nice one. It's like an isometric thing, you know, you can shoot things and...
1: Yeah, it's like a 3D sort of pseudo up the screen jobby. And you press both buttons, you do like a weird Michael
2: Jackson. <laughs> yeah, do that.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and Vic, yes. where did we go last night? Well, you came to London, so I decided to treat you to a bit of london in the rain. We got quite wet. Yeah. We went to... I keep forgetting the name of it. Las Vegas arcade. Las Vegas arcade. It's, so it's sort of. It's in Chinatown, so it's a, a sort of. From China. A time from Chowna. Chowna? Chowna? Chowna. <laughs> <But> <laughs> yeah. We may or may not still be a bit drunk from last night. No, I'm not. I might be. I'm <laughs> um, a little bit. It's a really good arcade in in Chinatown. It's very Japanese themed, isn't it? Lots of mm. kids in there playing DDR games and r- rhythm games. Mm. Rhythm games, brother. Rhythm. 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 That we call it. Rhythm. 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 Man. Lots of rhythm games in there. We have a bit of uh, audio. It was very loud in there, but we'll play the audio right here.
0: Hello, Victor Marlon. What are you doing here? Hello there. I'm in London. London! We are
1: at the Casino Las Vegas. No, we're not. Where are we? We're at Las Vegas Soho, Chinatown. Las Vegas Soho. That's It looks like a Japanese-themed arcade, and it's very noisy, as you might have gathered. Right, all these kids' games, we'll have to have a look around. We've played a few. They're not for us. We'll have a look around anyway. As you walk in the door... On the right-hand side, there's loads of kids playing Pump It Up Prime, 2015. It's sort of a brand new uh, dance game, and it looks mental. They're going crazy. Quick, those arrows are going up the thing. Someone looks like my son there. Does it might be him? Uh, And to the left, as you come in, you've got a Pac-Man. Pac-Man ball, it's ball pusher. Pusher. this is a good little game. You've got a few Xbox 360s in sort of cabinets. Yeah. There's a guy playing a football game there, and there's one next to it I think they're linked to. And a game we played a minute ago. Initial D, Stage <kingdoms> 8. Initial D, Stage Ri- 8. Rand knew that. And I beat that toy Corolla I was racing yes. well. I did, yeah, just rammed him. So did I. Next <sighs> up you've got a Lord of the Rings pinball, which is a bit worn out and a bit lacklustre. Is that, is that not a new one? It's reasonably new, few yeah. years old now, but it's a favourite of mine, I do like that one. Yeah. But the thing is it's, it's set on like hard level, so if you lose your ball really quickly, you don't get a um, you don't get a free ball, you don't get a rerun. Yeah which is a bit of a bummer for a to go. Next to that, or favourite of yours, Mr. Holly. Out run to SP. As usual, the left-hand screen's knackered. Now the screens on these are never usually the same, one always goes before the other. You nearly always see that. That one's got a colour missing. Yeah, as you can see.
2: Midnight Midnight Maximum Tune 3 DX Plus, wow. catchy name. That's a catchy
1: name. You had a go a... on this one, didn't you? Was it any good? It's okay. It's oh, okay. Nice. I think I played the boring level, a very straight road. I noticed on these newer games, especially in these arcade nowadays, you pay about a pound a go and you get like one track. Yeah, there's not even any continues, is there? If you, if you beat the game,
0: do you get the continue, or is that it? No, but yeah, I won, and then you just finished. I think it's RPG based kind of thing. Okay. You, you level up, you put cards in. Yeah, I probably putting
2: cards probably in. Probably credit cards, the amount of money you put yeah. in. Yeah. So next Oh, star, What's this victory? It's Tekken, not one, not two, not three, not four, not, not four, five, six. Six, that's the one. Yeah. And it's three of them
1: together. I look. I look so Second 18. Yeah. And, and then they we are have. In, yeah. um, Noir cabinets, they quite a nice cabs for modern cabs. Yeah, Two girls beating the <laughs> out of each other. Well done girls and on the game. Yes, Panic We've Museum looks so quite fun if you like gun games. Pink and blue guns, very feminine. Looks like House of the Dead in a theme park, isn't it? Yeah. Amusement park. There's those of schmancy type people and people with beards like
0: yours at the top. Oh yeah, I like him. I've never um, seen that before. Never heard of it. You should have a go, sir.
1: Rambo. Rambo, seen that one before? Yeah, that's all right. Uh, it's a game called The Grid. Looks like another racing game there. Well, very similar looking. That's licensed from Codemasters, that. Oh right, from really. The 360
2: game and the PS3 game, yeah. Oh, cool, right, okay. guys. Hi, us you can hear some kids
1: smashing the out of the buttons. One that you like. I do, this is a Bishy bashy it looks like a newer version of bishy Bashi. And you've got another Sega Lindbergh there with an Xbox in it. Well, that's Xbox 360 and you pay for like, I think you get 10 minutes on £1. Right. And you can choose different games. An old favourite, Time Crisis 4. No, favourite of mine. Rubbish. A couple of pool tables, got another uh, Sega Lindbergh. Which looks like it's got one of the King of Fighters games on it. Yeah. One of the newer ones by the looks of it.
0: Then you've got five... No, hang on, four. Can't four. Count now. Dead Heat. That's an old Namco game, a 2010 Namco game. Old. Yeah. For this place, it's old, isn't it? Yeah. Pump it's It got... Up Infinity, which is a dancing game. Yeah. You hold onto a bar. That noise you can hear is people beating the heck up. Burns on wishy Go on, son. That pump it up infinity. You would stand on a bar and then jump up and down on the floor. From what I can
1: see, <laughs> that looks like a mosh pit. Yeah, we will be good at that. i That's Pumping, old school moshes. Pump it up mosh pit. So guitar hero, guitar like hero. Guitar hero that's, a, that's a raw thrills guitar hero as well. Okay. Eugene Jarvis has got something to do with that. Oh yeah, which is nice. And some cabs I went on. They got Street Fighter fours, and I think there's PS3s in there. You pay a pound for ten minutes. Yeah, and it was all right, but I think it's set to hard, so I wasn't very good at it. I'm normally a little bit better than that. And uh, behind you there is a Bimani game, that's the drum game. Yeah. Uh, taiko Tatsujin by the looks of it. Can you read Japanese, is that what it says? It says there in English. Oh yeah. I'm good at that. But, like, um, one of the drums is out of order. I was gonna have a go, like you looks pretty fun. You're out of order! There's a game here called Technica 3, which I played in Texas. Yeah. And it's a game where you put your your fingers on the screen. It reminds me of um, Congo Bongos when you had to do it in the time. Yeah. So you put your finger on it and drag your finger across it. It's alright, but not anyone near as good as you be. So, so I was hoping to see in it, but they haven't got it just yet. It's a rhythm type of game, yeah. yeah There's yeah. another
0: one here. What's it's this? this is some Konami sort of dancing, st- one of the dancing stage games. Yeah, there's loads. Of there's a guy going crazy
2: with a little short guy. Yeah. Who looks really fit. He could beat me up, no problem.
0: There's something we can play. Oh, look at that. A vending machine. A drink machine. I might That's... win on that.
1: Yeah, it's got rubbish diet coke light in it on that rubbish. Oh, yeah. And, and then, over there, probably the place we talked about when we came in the thing, Pump Up Prime. It's got a whole, whole little area to itself with like pictures on the wall all lit up and loads of kids around it playing it. Yeah. We've also got a couple of um, air hockey Sega table. air hockey with Sonic on, which are a lot of fun. Yeah. And that is about it I think. it cool little arcade. It is, if you like the Japanese thing, the good thing about this is there's loads of people in it. It looks like we're having a good time and a lot of young people, which is nice to see. Yeah. Maybe we should interview some of them. I yeah. say, you young person, <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> Get out a bit granddad. We're like a, a Kung Fu master, sir. So that was the, uh, the Las Vegas arcade, and we actually went upstairs afterwards, we missed that bit on the audio, and there was a couple of pinballs upstairs, I played Spider-Man, what did you play? Metallica. Metallica. Mm. Metal liquor. Was it any good? I enjoyed Spider-Man, because yeah. I actually played it for a while and I didn't die. It's a
2: very basic
1: layout for a pinball, I think, but I don't know
2: much about them. But no. it
1: works. It does work. I was playing Spider-Man for quite a while, so I actually like Spider-Man. If I can last a while on a pinball, I like it. That's how it works yeah, for me. Yeah, put a pound in at the, same, at the same time and you were like a minute later than I were. At least yeah. a minute. At least one whole minute. Mm. But... That arcade was okay, um, but everything was a pound to go. Mm. I played Street Fighter Four on a cab. I think it was a, a Namco Noir cab, like mm. more modern sort of LCD cab. Mm. I think it was like a pound for ten minutes because it's just basically a PS3. Yeah, you could go through the um, the PS3 like um, screens and stuff to to choose what game. I think there were a few games on there, but then like a wrestling one and, and Street Fighter Four. And I want to play Street Fighter Four, obviously. Mm. And I lasted. Everything was set to hard. Did you notice that? I think it was quite difficult on, yeah. in an arcade. I think they just want your money and off you go. Mm. Which is not good for an arcade, because you're not going to go back, are you? I
2: suppose
1: a pound for ten minutes is not bad, really. It was okay, I suppose. But I had to go and get the guy to make it work, because it wasn't working at first. I tried kicking it. And I did lick, lick it. Lick, I licked lick it. It. <laughs> <laughs> it, didn't, it didn't work. They, they sort of looked at me funny when I licked the screen. As you do. Mm. But we played a few other games. What else do you play there? I played that. Oh, Initial D8. I played Was that the one I played? Did I played yeah. Wang and... Eight, oh, I wing, um, midnight. Max, Leave my three, Wangan out of this, young man. DX It was quite a fun little racing game. But it was basically like a racing game I like. You basically put your foot down. Don't worry about the. Auto- well, it was all automatic. Don't worry about the gear shifts. Put your foot down. Go around the track. Let your foot off a little bit when you go around corners, and that's it. And you get like one race. I was racing against some old crappy Lancia or something, some really old like 80s car. Yeah, was, doing well, they he was doing pretty well. That yeah. car was zooped up. And I actually beat the car, but when you finish, you go to choose another game, game over. Oh, thank you, that's a pound gone. Yeah, you, you, you have you yeah. have your accelerate, brake, turn left, turn right,
2: and then you've got all these Swear. Yeah, swear, and yeah. Got, like a little keypad, and then
0: yeah. some
1: other light like, up, down, left, right. You can change your views and stuff, I didn't bother with that, I was just looking, mm. I think I was just looking in the cockpit of the car, If you know what I mean, mm. the driver's seat. It was alright, wasn't it?
2: Yeah, at okay. the time, I was just watching in the mirror for the guy coming up and then blocking him. Are you doing that? Yeah,
1: yeah, because he, he was quite difficult to get past. And when I got past, I was sort of scraped around on the side of him yeah. and it just kept going. And he, I just saw him in my dust. He dust, sucker! You know, get to a corner and ram him into the corner. Oh, I did try that as well. That's okay, my tactics. That. Yeah. It seemed to work. bad driving, yeah. So after that, we tried to go to Namco FUNSCAPE in the rain. Mm. So we saw all the lovely sights of London. We saw the Houses of Parliament across the Thames. Mm. And we saw the Big Eye. The Mm. big... Mm. (laughs) And it was closed for some reason. I don't know why. Because it was about half ten when we got there. No, it wasn't that late. It's at half nine. But it was closed anyway so we couldn't go in there unfortunately. Mm. Yeah. You suck, and co. Yeah. So we just had beer instead (laughs) and chatted Mm. about stuff. And now we feel lovely. I feel a little bit drunk still. Mm. Because when we got back we had some of that lovely whiskey from Whitney from the Mm. Broken Token podcast. Mm. And... Some might say I forced it upon you. You did. Mm. First first couple, and then I said, yeah, so, come on, let's have some more. Let's go to bed. In separate rooms. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, we, we had a few whiskeys. It was all right. Anyway, that's us. And later on today, we're going to hurry up into this podcast, and we're going to Smarty's house in Fleet for a little meeting. There's about... 20 people turn up for that, I think. Yeah, it should be good, that. There's going to be car boot sales gone, actually out the back of car boots with PCBs and arcade stuff. That'd be fun. I'm taking my Vectrex along to show someone my upside-down Vectrex text, which is going a bit weird, my Vectrex is fun. Mm. Odd. So, I'm going, to, I'm going to take Kung Fu Master as well, because we've been playing Kung Fu Master like a maniac, haven't we? Yeah. In the arcade. Yeah, in my arcade, we will. But in the meantime, let's talk about arcade news from around the world and local areas.
2: Right, I've been speaking to Ollie.
1: Yeah.
2: Alpha One. And him and Sarge went to EAG, that show in the. Oh, the corporate thing. Yeah, XR London. Yeah. And he'd done this great little write up. And some of it that he did, I, I posted to the Arcade Heroes guy, Adam Pratt. Yeah. And he's put it on his website. Okay, cool. As an official. We're book, famous. As an official writer, but he's put on the podcast uh, on the website Ollie and Sarge of the Ten Pence. Okay, podcast. They can be our
1: advocates, can't yeah, they?
2: Yeah. Ten Pence advocates. New team members. Indeed. Great guys. Right, Ollie's put. There were two new Gallagher cabs. The first one, uh, I think you have mentioned before, it's the redemption one. It has boss levels and a nice touches when you kill a bug and it turns into a ticket before fading out. Oh, I didn't know that. Oh, okay. The other one is the biggest Pac-Man game in the world, which I think I've seen quite often now. Well in the news, not actually in the flesh. Yeah. It's made by Raw Thrills. And it's actually got Gallagher in it as well. Okay. Oh, cool. The screen is huge, but it's made up of coloured LEDs that so must be
1: pretty <laughs> economical to make. Ooh, that's interesting. Yeah. A bit different from a CRT or or an L C D or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> the effect from the
2: control panel area areas is amazing, you can't tell. If if you check the video out, you can see it. So there's a video, should will put the video on our YouTube channel? We
1: will indeed, yeah.
2: Or you can check the Arcade Heroes news feed. Yeah, go.
1: that's a great site to go to, so yeah, yeah. that'd be pretty cool.
2: There was a Sonic and Mario at the Olympics arcade, that's a massive... It's called Sonic and Mario at the Olympics, Rio 2016. Okay. 0.57 or something. yeah. Huge four player deluxe with 16 60 inch vertical screens and then some screens above it. Wow, two levers for the hands and a stomp pad for running. A stomp pad, stomping, stomping like them game things. We saw them kids playing last night, far too energy. Oh
1: my lord, they, they are yeah. too much. Those kids are too much energy, they need to yeah. sit down for a bit. Yeah, you just sort of lie on it, couldn't you? have oh, um, a cup of tea, please. Yeah, just tap it with my hand down again. You know, I want it. Bing, bing, bing. My well, we went there because we saw on the Las Vegas website they were getting a U-Beat machine and we thought they had a U-Beat in there, mm. but they're getting one, apparently. That'd be yeah. quite cool if they do get one.
2: Yeah, I still never seen one of that, actually, no. I really wanted to play it, it's such a cool
1: game. It's, you play it with your hands yeah. You walk. yeah, Yeah. yeah. You can stand on it, but I think you get thrown out.
2: Mm. Ollie also says Crossy Road was there in arcade form. There's a few other mobile games that have made the crossover to the arcade. All with a redemption element.
0: Mm. Mm.
2: It usually is nowadays,
1: mm. isn't it? Just
2: well, ignore that bit and play the game. At least the game's there anyway. Yeah. Coin had all the latest
1: Stern pins, including
2: the latest re release of Spider Man. You're playing Spider Man, not you?
1: Not the re release, but the old oh. version, yeah. It's good, good game.
2: This hasn't got the Sam Raimi film art on it anymore, and Marvel has produced comic book artwork for the pin. Ooh. This is both on the cabinet and also on the playfield. It looks Balls. Cool. And then he's put, had a few beers in the bar with the UK VAC lads back. Backflipper Flipper or Dean Silver Fox is getting more silver by the day.
1: Yes, is. And more foxy by more the foxy. day. Ping! Oh, that ping sounds right loud, <laughs> it doesn't it? It does, doesn't it? That's A live ping. Don't sound really loud from that, then. Every
2: time I go, I enjoy my selfies, but I must admit, I wonder how awesome it would have been at the 80s and 90s shows.
1: Oh, yeah, wouldn't that but be it cool? It was the
2: A-T-E-I, one of our What's that I stand for?
1: Uh, amusement. Yeah, that one. 10, even in some things do you think after a half a bottle of whiskey lost i can remember what ati means no.
2: no hope to see 10 pence there next year i was thinking of going and then it's a long way and also, it's a long way for you
1: isn't it and also it's in the week yeah yeah we need to have a couple of days off for of that and it's just not possible sometimes isn't it and also i'm straight back to work and i need to sort of Boo. um you know if
2: i i have a hammock in the racking you know like a big big racking and i put a hammock in there and i can sleep during the day but i haven't set it up oh because people like come by, what are you doing? How dare they? So I had to put a few pallets in front of the racket and then put my hammock in.
1: I have a pillow in the car, so
2: I hadn't done that. So now I've got it done. I can perhaps a couple of days off and no one noticed. Fair
1: play. I have to edit that bit out in no. case anyone from work listens. No, i you're right. No, fine. No one listens to us. We also found a warehouse in Nebraska, in America, full of vintage games. Vintage. And there's a sale. He's selling them all off on the sixteenth of January. And we've put in the website. It'd be gone by the time this is recorded and, and put out. But do you see some of the ludicrously low prices? prices these things are going for. Yeah, we've got some prices. We've got two original Space Wars, four hundred dollars each. Uh, four asteroids between seventy-five and one hundred and fifty dollars. So you're basically half and a bit more on top for dollars to pounds. Yeah, asteroids deluxe, Amiga um, race, Amiga race sit down, two hundred dollars. That's ridiculous. Mm. Uh, some other ones here. You've got um, a TV Pong, $100. Battle zones, $250 each. Full-size upright battle zones. God. Uh, we've got a biplane, $125. Basically, no cab is more than $250. I think there's a Space Wars are $400. It's the most expensive ones out of all of them. Also, there's a place called the Cobra Arcade Bar open in Phoenix, Arizona. The custom cabs are by local artists. Yeah, if you have a look at the YouTube... Yeah. They've actually painted the cabs and the marquees. Wicked.
2: And to be honest, I'm undecided. I don't know if it's brilliant or... It's very different though, isn't it? It's different, yeah. Like the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle one. Teenage Mutant old, Ninja Turtle. It's all pieces. Heroes and a half show. Turtle <Total laughs> power. Yeah. <laughs> all the side of it and the marquee's pizzas. <laughs> so <laughs> it looks different. Sounds fun. Mm. Well, actually, I think yeah, it's a good idea, actually, re re... reigniting is
1: that the word yeah the only thing I can think of is they need some lighting on the camera it's quite dark in there Mm. get a light on your camera lads Mm. the Galloping Ghost Arcade which I love dearly have just put a dragon blaze on their arcade floor definitely a Sean Holly VSEU I'm using your acronyms Vertical Shooter map. yes they also had a record amount of people visiting on the 3rd of January had 736 people through the door that day that's a lot of people, isn't it? It is. They've just debuted their finished third level of Sky Cursor in their black Sky Cursor cab. Have you seen that cab? Mm. Oh, it looks lovely in black, doesn't oh, it? I think that's the best look. I know the green one looks good. The purple one, they've got sort of a, a magenta-y, purple-y coloured one, a green one, mm. and the black one, I like the black one. I like black cabs, though. Yeah. It's oh, just yeah. just me. I think they should go with that. It, it's a, a peach, a gold, isn't it? A gold. Logo. Well, it just proves that, that that logo, the Griffin Aerotech logo on the side of it, works on everything. Mm. So if you if you were an arcade operator and you were to buy their hardware, you could put it in any old cab and it'd look lovely. Mm. I think even a wood one would look nice for that on the side. Yeah, it's such a good
2: design. Even, even now, people are recognising it, aren't they? Yeah. Not, only in the arcade scene
1: at the minute, but when it gets known. It's, I, was ta- I was talking to you about it. You said to me, honestly, how does it play? And I said to you, it's really good. It's hard, but it's mm. really good. And I started telling you a bit about the play mechanics of it, Yeah. and you have to play it to understand. It's, it's quite difficult. I think you would love it. I think you would really like it. You were playing some of my um, horizontal shooters last night on the X Type X2 hardware, which mm. is like probably the most modern hardware I've got. Smiles of death. Smiles of death. Hello. Too difficult, wasn't it? Mm. Death smiles too. Too alright. It, it doesn't have a didn't have the same feel as the first one. The Death smiles the no. first one. is quite easy. It's one of the easiest cave games. I quite like it because it's easy factor. But yeah. There was a bit of, I don't know, a bit of kind of control
2: differences between the second one and the first one. I like the first one better. But the first one has very characteristic graphics and this one, it's all right. Very pretty, isn't it? Um, it's all right. I, I, yeah, I need to get used to it, I think.
1: yeah. And we also, speaking last time, we have a, a few a swift halves together oh, about to Charlie Farr, who's one of our friends from Arcade mm. Club, David Lynn. who's been very good at games. We need to break his thumbs, I think. Mm. Just just carefully and friendly break his thumbs. He was t- Twitch streaming a Galaxian uh, run, was it? Thursday night. Wednesday. Do you know what? I'm all for... I, I get very patriotic sometimes when some of our lads are doing really well. <laughs> Because he, I think before long, will be the Galaxian world champion. He's nearly there, isn't he? He just needs to get a camera on a proper machine, maybe Arcade Club, and just get on and do it. And I think he will be the world champion. He's so good at games, isn't he? He got 870,000 on his first. On one man, on Galaxian. That That is insane. Well done, Charlie Farr. Cheers, David. Mm -hmm.
2: And one of our regular uh, listeners, Steve Monkey Chunk, has a new podcast out called Audio Jerk
1: Off. A chunk of monkeys? Yeah, it's not suitable for work. No, lots of swears in there, but very funny. It is funny, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah so check that out, we've got a link in the no-shows. But but don't be playing it around children. No. No. No, definitely not. Oh, and recent news I got from Phil Nezfilite, our friend. Uh, on the 12th of March, there's going to be another... Arc- arcade at Cambridge Computer Museum where people go along and help out with the arcade machines there and play have fun network talk to people about arcade stuff chat pizza maybe a few drinks afterwards and there's going to be a, a big meet round at Steve's house afterwards who's a, a user from UK back he is actually called Steve that's quite good then. yeah original that's why I've got my own name on any forums I go on because I can't remember anything yeah.
0: else
1: <laughs> <laughs> anyway 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 anyway. Pickups, pickups. Not a lot. I've got a new car. That's a big pickup. It's not arcadey, but I'm going to put an arcade sticker in the back of it. I'm going to put a little space meter in the back window, like I always do. It's my car then, when I've got that in there. It's only a pickup if you stole it. Did you drive it away? I, I drive it like I've stolen it. Drive ups. Yes, drive ups. Mm. Any for you? Yes. What have
2: you got? Thank you to Brenton Whitney. For these PCBs, Country Master
1: and... Karate Chimps. Gym. Karate Chimps. They're from Brent. Yeah. The whiskey was from Whitney, which we sort of halved half each last night. Mm. We don't far too much of that whiskey. Is that a thank you or oh my God? Uh, both, I think. Mm. It's very nice whiskey though, isn't it? It's lovely. Mm. Just be careful with it. Dangerous.
2: And also, thank you for the, to the Sky Cursor guys and the Galloping Ghost guys for them lovely t-shirts. Oh yeah, I gave the t-shirts yesterday as well. Yeah. Yes. Excellent. Thank you. Yes. And I should be wearing them around the place.
1: Around, up and down. Mm. Left and right. I should
2: put them on while while I'm sleeping in the racket at work.
1: Well done. Mm. So, as for pickups, I've got no money now for any arcade items, so um, no. Oh, well. Feedback. Feedback. Feed me some back. Loads of feedback. Thank you for all your feedback. First one, Dan Smash. Great episode. Simple as that. Mm. Next
2: one,
1: Neil1637. Just listened to the joint
2: venture on the last podcast and signed up to the maximum power Up one. That was maximum Phil and maximum Paul. Thank you very much, guys. And he's put strong episode.
1: And we don't want to. We don't want to be doing that, do we? Flipping minimum power down. They were quite good. No, they were really good. I know. We mm, less like you two. Mm, They're it, brilliant too, guys. Too There's a user called Hungar. I, hung I, I hunger. I hunger. Great podcast as <laughs> always, guys. Galloping Ghost looks and sounds amazing. Yes, it is.
2: Paul McCaskey, after listening to the latest podcast, I really, really need to go to
1: the Galloping Ghost. Absolutely, you do, mate. It's Galloping. Book your ticket to Chicagoville and off you pop. (laughs) Maximum Paul, we've just been speaking about. Fantastic episode, hearing your USA adventures and the places you went to with Broken Token and the Galloping Ghost sound amazing from Paul. Mm. Aaron Obscura. Who I met
2: up with in Texas. He will now be called that forever. Great meeting you in person, Vic. Best day of the year so
1: far. That's nice. Thank you. It was a great day. We had a lot of fun. Andrew Hannay said Blazing Saddles has stolen your harumph word. Harumph. Ah, that's where it comes from. I didn't get a harumph out of that guy. Just the governor harumph. Mm. I did, I don't know. I just, just say it. Harumph. Just listened to Victor's US tour on your podcast, I was at Pinball's Arcade end of November last year when I went to Austin, Texas for work-related business. I'll upload some photos if I can. Andrew also sent us some cool back-in-the-day arcade photos. Thank you very much for those. Yeah, if you check out our face, uh, Facebook page, are on there. Some brilliant ones there. Excellent. Some authentic, I think it's the word. Yeah. I like seeing the old photos, the, the grainy old sort of, the ones that were taken on an actual camera rather than a phone or a digital camera. And mm. sort of grainy old kids wearing the, the v necks and the 80s gear. I love that. Did they have
2: cameras in the 70s? I did just have to, like a do a quick sketch. It's a
1: box brownie.
2: <laughs> <laughs> WTG Bulb. Great episode, guys. I've saved the last two space launcher and final five when I was coming back from Japan over Christmas and the New Year. Oh you lucky devil. Oh Japan. I loved all three. Vic, I've never been to America, but after this episode, you've got me on Expedia looking at flights and stuff for the other half. Excellent. I think you should go. Sean, congrats on completing 1972. That's your fault, we keep saying 1972. I do. Vietnam edition. And we need more updates about what
1: biscuits you ate over the festive period. Wow. Whoa, you brought me some nice biscuits. There was about eight in a pack. It was some foxes. foxy lady, foxy lady, Fox lady.
3: Ding, 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 ding. Foxy
1: lady. Ow. <laughs> They were nice biscuits, but they were very thick and, and chocolatey. Mm. But they lasted about 10 minutes when we were playing Kung Fu Master. I got some
2: Victoria biscuits or something Ooh, in the box. Suit you. They're all right. Yeah. How long did they last? Uh, Seven minutes? No, half an hour. But I didn't have any, anything else to eat, so just had them. Oh. Because mm, it, was, it was breakfast and it was Christmas Day.
1: Arcade fodder. Mm. Yeah, finesse. Nice. Our good friend Alex Chucky should we are meeting up with later today. Wow, what amazing road trip stroke holiday you had, Victor. Really enjoyed listening to this as I could imagine your excitement when seeing all the uber rare games and not knowing what to play first. Cool to hear Whitney and Aaron. Those guys are so cool. You did well to see so much and record it for the community. Well done. Really cool.
2: Excellent. Level 42, that's Andre from the DLF forums. Good guy. Is that about me and uh, Bruno burning CDs for the car? Old school. I have an old car and it doesn't play MP. You can't plug a. USB sticker in it. Has it got
1: a gramophone in it? <laughs>
2: it's a record player. It skips when you go. Road gardeners burning burning CDs is so two thousands. Is but respect, guys. You are retro all over. How about getting a used iPod and hooking that up, or a USB flash dongle or SD card? Mm, what's that about? That's witchcraft, isn't it? Mm, we mm. could do, but it's but. He does this, but he's, he's listening. Also, also listening to vinyl record while playing
1: Donkey Kong on an Atari eight hundred XL. Donkey Kong. Excellent. There's a guy called Legendary Whizball. Congrats on a 1942 achievement. 1942 achievement. Does the sheer amount of custard cream in your blood disqualify you, though? Doping. <laughs> Hashtag doping.
2: Uh, Rob from Play Missile. Yep. Yeah. Good podcast. Glad you like my spreadsheety things. I love a good spreadsheet. Oh, I know you do. Oh, that's a good one as well. Had colours in and stuff and lines. Ooh. Lines and lines. Lines and lines. <laughs> I got this. He said he got the data from Mames List XML output.
1: Yeah, it does write all that stuff. Mm. And
2: he wrote a Python program to parse it. Oh, that's clever, that Python, a big snake. What would you guys consider as the end of the golden age of arcade games? Eighty-five or eighty-six? Oh, good question, Rob.
1: Yeah. Hmm, I answered this on Twitter. I did as well. I think about 88 was the end of all the good stuff, but there are a few more games that come out a bit later. There's a few modern ones were were good old schooly, but I think, oh 86 is what? Green Beret sort of time? Green Bertie? Mm. They were still good games then? I would say the golden
2: age for me finished after Outrun. When OutRun was uh, done in 86, was it? Was this
1: when Sega started doing the 3D scaling and all that sort of Mm. business? I think everything after that can be considered... New school? What's after gold? Platinum. Platinum age, yeah. Platinum. Yeah, there's a few good games come up. I think the the majority of the decent games that we like to play, Mm. yeah, before 86, maybe, I don't know, mid mid to late 80s, I think, was the golden age for me. Mm.
2: There's still great games that came out afterwards, but... They were the
1: like, what we call the golden age. I think so, because we didn't really notice a crash in the UK, did we? No. Because the arcade just kept going. You just play the old games, new ones come in, and you just kept playing them. So it didn't really, we didn't bother about it. We had computers at home to play stuff on, so yeah. Yeah, I'd say that.
2: Consoles carried on going and the
1: computers. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Didn't affect us that much, did it really? No. Adam Farrar's been on. I wanted to let you know how much you've enjoyed listening to your podcast about your trip to the States. I live in Indiana, right across the river from Kentucky. I'm not too far away from the broken token, guys. Imagine Kentucky with roads with names, more cornfields, and a few hills and hollers. And our accents aren't turned up to 11. Man. Sounds <laughs> like you got hit. Sounds like you got to hit some great towns. New Orleans is a blast. Wife and I eloped here last year. Well done. I'm heading to Nashville this weekend for beer, music, and a hockey game. We enjoyed Savannah a couple of summers ago. I haven't been to Chicago in a while, but I won't be able to stay away after your Galloping Ghost review. And my best buddy lives in Louisville, just a couple of hours away. I went to the Kentucky Derby in 2007. You should try that. That is massive there, apparently. It's a whole weekend of horse racing. But they, it's not just a horse race. And they basically just have a big party, because it's on. Why not? I'm a main cab builder. Don't hate me. Or I promise I won't convert. However, I've got a gutted midway cab in my garage. My buddy found it in the trash. I'm hoping to get it cleaned up and restored once I get study up on electronics. I'm learning, but not quite there yet. My wife and I are going to replay FX in Pittsburgh... Pittsburgh. jag <laughs> This July. And I'm hoping that the Tappers in Indianapolis will be able to open in a couple of months for my trip to the Indiana Comic Con, fingers crossed. Oh, and I appreciate your updates from the Skygircer guys. I played that game a few months ago in Indy and really liked it because the Skygircer guys are based in Indianapolis Mm, I'm proud of those Hoosiers those guys are great happy 2016 to you guys and keep up the great work I bet you're still exhausted from that trip yeah I am thank you for that brilliant feedback CMP who we're
2: seeing later today yes he's bringing his new Vectrex game cool he's put brilliant uh, listen oh sorry a brilliant listen with all the US stuff can't imagine anyone here doesn't want to go to Galloping Ghost after hearing your report and the interview as well as the rest of what you did out there I'd mentioned Shooty sk- oh, he did mention Shooty Skies a few weeks back, but I think it was late for inclusion and feedback, as you recorded earlier that time. Is interest in-
1: interesting to think what you guys think of it. Ah, he played it last night. I let you play it on the train, didn't I? On Tube. On Tube, going He's to London. On train. I let you play it on my phone, you quite liked it, didn't you? Mm-hmm. Yeah,
2: yeah, good, yeah. But, like all... Mobile games,
1: you need a stick. Yeah, swipey doesn't work, does I it? I don't
2: like That one, you put your finger on the screen to move the guy around. Yeah, I, I don't like that either. But your guy is under your finger, so I kept lifting my finger up to see the guy and then dying. Yeah, needs a stick. I'm I'm not, I'm not phones on. need sticks. Listen, Apple,
1: mm. we need a stick on a phone.
2: Mm. And he's also put, enjoying the continued Vectrex parts of the podcast. They're really like mini arcade cabs anyway. So well justified for being included i was i was meant to finish Big Blue, at his vectrex game over christmas but he was ill for two weeks i saw this on the vectrex
1: page uh, um, it's just been poorly uh, um, uh, um, uh, it looks good i'm hoping to play that today mm. can't wait to it. it has got sharks in oh i'll try
2: and code a couple of the bits that sean suggested before the smart meet on sunday
1: well done sir
2: i suggested
1: i do love a coder, me
2: I suggested a harpoon ultra gore death match shoot him in the face with a pointy stick he's not putting any bullets in because he wants his children to like it brilliant I like that I've got two hours this afternoon to change his mind
1: we'll hold him down Mm. and make him do it do it you need harpoons in, in a shark game I think you do bullets you need them you need them right Sean O'Shea He's been listening to us on his rides home, Listen to my first Ten Pence Arcade podcast, got to the part of your trip to Louisville. You totally nailed your Whitney from Broken Token Voice. <laughs> Man. Man. Peter came in Sweden. I
2: think all episodes should be three and a half hours long like the last one.
1: Hmm. Maybe not. If Peter, if you can fund me living in America, in Chicago, I'll do a three and a half hour podcast every single week. But that's going to cost a bit. <laughs> Chris Smith, need to get involved in your high score challenges. I Have you guys played Flicky yet? It's my favourite, although I play the Mega Drive version, so many need to practice arcade. Also, more shmups, please. I agree with both of them things. Funny you should say that,
2: Chris Smith. Yes. Stay tuned for about another half an hour later, or an hour, depends on how much people rattle on. QED, an amazing adventure. So many arcades, so many cabs, Vic superb I wish you could go to the US and scoop up some cabs seems so easy
1: over there and cheap it certainly is Paul Cunningham listening to the podcast as my mileage sits at 1942 he sent me a picture of his car dashboard and the milometer was saying 1942 <laughs> best game ever he's right mm, It is. Good. Oh yeah, maximum fill the other half of the minimum power down guys yeah that's I love that. those guys i like that great
2: episode really nice to hear all of Vic's America adventures can't believe you got to try on Poison's shoes you know them red shoes that you tried on
1: I wish I'd bought them mm. they fitted me
2: I've been looking in shops <laughs> yeah. I will wear them as size well 12. You got size 12 ladies red shoes what? get out oh, no reason
1: get out <laughs> the last bandit very jealous sounded like an epic trip it was last bandit it was really cool I haven't got that bit and the last bit of feedback is from DJ Rouge. Excellent. The perfect listen when commuting to and from work. Well done. Thank you very much. That's about all the feedback. Let's get on quickly without further hesitation and do some shout-outs.
2: First shout-outs to Ollie and Sarge, the unofficial members of the Tenpence Arcade podcast. Uh, they're official members they're official they're not unofficial yeah they help us out yeah.
1: quite a bit don't they yeah. Too?
0: Yeah.
2: thanks lads and they took some photos and, and a bit of a write up as we said earlier from the EAG show which has been posted on the Arcade Heroes website the
1: biggest site in the world for new arcade news head there everyone pause the podcast Get on your computer, go to the Arcade Heroes' website. It's so they brilliant. are famous. They famous, are. I say. And also, a shout-out to Charlie Far for his Twitch business. He's been playing Galaxian, and he's definitely a contender for the World Championship, mm-hmm. I think. He's going to be. And he's going to be one of our lads. Mm. We can pre- pretend we made him. Mm. Yeah, he we can do, actually. He's really good at a lot of games, isn't he? We were talking about mm. him last night. Mm-hmm. Mm.
2: What's the other one he would go
1: A million on Qbert. Really? One million points. <gasps> You got, like, about a couple of hundred thousand on asteroids as well, didn't he? Yeah. Man's a savant. Well done, Charlie Farr. Well done, mate. Right, let's go to tech tips.
2: This is really technical this week. Yeah. Biscuit eating techniques. No, this is
1: very technical.
2: It is. I'm, I'm quite... I'm, I'm a bit stuck here,
1: so that's normal, Vic. Take it away. Well, what I do with biscuits is I dunk half in the, in the coffee and quickly... Before it breaks, you've got to make sure it don't break. Mm. In the gob. Nom it down. So you get a, a soft part and a crispy part. Mm.
2: See me, I never dunk biscuits, I just don't don't like it. Really? Because, yeah, because I don't like tea, remember.
1: <gasps> Revelation, everyone. I just hit the mic now so <laughs> we had breakfast this morning, my lovely wife prepared for us. You, sir, are from the north. Yeah. You don't like tea. No. Twitter's gonna go mental. I like coffee. But you don't like tea? Mm. What's wrong with tea? Mm. Get out! Mm, Sorry, mate. It's alright. We were gonna do a tech tip. I was hoping to get the vinyl on the side of my jammer cap,
2: Mm. which
1: I'm making. They're old records? No. Just stick them on with like Velcro, with a glue or some. some A bit of glitter? Be nice. Yeah. No. To be serious for two seconds, Mm. quickly. I was going to get. I've, got, I've actually got some vinyl, which is behind you in a tube there, and it's sort of black ash-effect vinyl, quite thick-wearing vinyl. Yep. And we were going to try and put the cab on its side and put the vinyl on because I'm picking up the red T molding today for it, so I can put it on straight after. And that cab will be finished when I do that. But we were too busy playing games yesterday, which is probably a good thing, isn't it? Mm. So no tech tips this week. Sorry, we will get back to it as soon as we can find something technical to tip on. Mm, I could try some, but obviously move on I'm not very technical let's have a musical interlude and what is the musical interlude this week
2: this one is Vindicators from Atari 1988 and as we mentioned in the last podcast Brad Fuller who sadly passed away this is one of his best tunes I think I like this bit punchy bit
1: upbeat it's brilliant Thank you, Brad, for that. Mm. Right then, let's yeah, do the featured yeah, game yeah, review. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You've been waiting for months hear that sound, haven't you? A kung fu master, Thomas and Sylvia are suddenly attacked by several unknown guys. Sylvia was kidnapped by them. <laughs> Later, Thomas found a letter from X. He's an inhabitant of the Devil's Temple. No the Devil's Temple. Temple. Your love, Sylvia, is in custody now. What's she doing in custard? Custody. Mmm. Oh, I it's like It's a bit custard. like gravy, but custody. Ooh, lovely. If you want to save a deal Sylvia's life, come to the Devil's Temple at once. What up? A- five sons of the devil will entertain you. Not four, but five. Are they singers and jugglers? These, or maybe some clowns, entertaining us? No, I'm not. What a- Just dudes in pyjamas beating you up and hugging you to They're death. They're not nice, guys. They're not at all. What up? A- Right, tell me about this game, sir. This game
2: is called Kung Fu Master from IREM 1984. Kung Fu
1: Master? <laughs> we've, uh, we've talked about this a lot in the past, or if it's a four-way or eight-way game, but we can never right. confirm. Should we sort this out? Mm. Now and then. Yes. I was wrong. <gasps> mm. We had a little argument, uh, I think, with Mark Singleton, who works Arcade Club. He said it was a four, four-way game. Mm. And he was right. Mm. Definitely a four-way game. Yeah, you can play it eight-way, but it won't work as well. It's definitely a four-way game, even though you do do jumps, so it's a sort of diagonal movement. Yeah, and it just works with a four-way stick. It works better with a four-way stick. And my cap we were playing yesterday is set to four-way, and it's pretty good, isn't it? Works mm. well. Mm. So it's definitely a four-way. And if you look on the Japanese flyer, it's actually a little diagram of the joystick showing four ways. Mm. Oh, definitely off. a four-way game.
2: Well, it's controlled by. A four-way stick, as we have confirmed, kick, punch and swearing. Is there a separate button for swear, or do you do them yourself? Well, there is a separate button on my cab, swearing.
1: Yeah, I I do kick, punch and swear a lot at this game. (laughs) That's how you play it. Mm. So, Mark Singleton, you were very correct all along. The game was originally going to be based on a Bruce Lee film called Game of Death. Game of Death! Death in games. But was changed to Spartan X, which is actually a Jackie Chan movie. Mm. which is the name of the Japanese version, which I've got in my cabinet. The actual film he was in, Spartan X, was actually renamed to Wheels on Meals Outside of Japan. And the Japanese flyer of Spartan X has a comic depiction of Jackie Chan on it. The only parts from the film are the girl called Sylvia, who's been kidnapped, and Jackie and his brother have got to go to a castle to rescue her. So it's not really like the game. It sort of came of one film, and then they moved it to a Jackie Chan film, so it's more popular, I suppose. Nothing to do with it, Mm. okay.
2: Anyway, it's a good game anyway. Right, Mame, Mame Info says it's the first horizontal beat-em-up. H-B-U. Yeah, that's another one of my acronyms. Yeah. H- dash B-E-U. It's a, like a brawler kind of thing. Yeah. I, I think they could be right. I can't think of anything before this. No. That was like that.
1: Me neither. Mm.
2: So you walk right to left, left to right, up five floors of swears. Floors of swears? Yeah.
1: You have jump, kick, punch, crouch and swear Yeah, definitely remember the swear bit You will be doing a lot of it When you play this game you will be swearing a lot Yeah, when the grippers grab
2: you Which is these guys in pajama orange, uh, purple pyjamas Purple and
1: blue pyjamas, these What's guys
2: pajamas these, yeah. You can swear a lot mm-hmm. and wobble the stick To stop your energy depleting mm-hmm. This will eventually break your controller or arcade stick Time scale depending on how angry you are I got quite angry so my stick's still It's okay.
1: broken mmm
2: it's a little wonder that this mechanic was not used in other games. It was used in some.
1: When when you play the game, if the guys gang up on you and grab hold of you, instead of punching you or kicking you, which you do to them, they actually grab hold of you and your energy depletes. Mm-hmm. As you And to get them off you, you shake the joystick left and right to, to get them off. That's the kind of thing you'd do if you had a joystick version of track and field. Mm. Remember back in the day... We used to play Decathlon, Daily Thompson's Decathlon, the yeah. Spectrum and the Commodore 64, and you used to waggle your joystick there. I broke, I broke a few joysticks playing that game, and also Activision Decathlon. So yeah, it's no wonder they didn't do it. I bet, I bet a lot of arcade machines got broken because of that, because you do really go at the... When you're playing and you get mad at it, you go crazy at that joystick to, to get them off. Mm. The game
2: plays like a dream. It's got such a good feel to it. Mm. It's just the jumping mechanic, which is quite tricky. You've got to be running right or running left and then quickly slide it, as you've got momentum when the guy's running, quickly slide it up yeah, to the up position and you jump. You can do jump
1: kick yeah, or just a jump. Well, there's a the thing about this, a technical thing about this PCB, because when I first started playing it properly again after NERG last year, I got into playing it and I thought to myself, right, I want to 1cc this. So I actually bought a PCB on eBay for a good price and put it in my cabinet. It's been there ever since, trying to 1cc the damn thing. And... I always said, you know, the debate with the four and eight, well, I said, oh, it's a diagonal game, because you need diagonal to do a jump kick, which is untrue. As you said, when you run along, if you, you run along and you quickly go up, you would do a jump, and if you press kick, you do a kick. So there's, there's a jump kick thing going on. But what happens in, apparently, in the code, because our resident um, code monkey, sea monkey, Adrian, who's an absolute genius at, at arcade uh, code mm. he went into the program into the ROMs and worked out what's going on with it and apparently when you do a jump kick you have to move three or four steps before you can do another one so you just can't keep going diagonal up or ever jump up and do kicks mm. you actually need to walk a few paces before you can do another kick and my PCB he actually fixed this code so you can jump kick all the time and I've got that code written to an EPROM on my PCB right but you don't use it, do you? It doesn't matter. You don't really need it. You can't... It doesn't enhance the game of any sort if you put that code in it. But it mm. does make it a lot easier to jump kick. So well done to Adrian for doing that. He's actually a genius, that guy. Mm. Brilliant. Right, let's talk
2: about the levels. Okay. As you start, you're on the right side of the screen, walking left. Yeah. And you have grippers and knife-throwing guys. The boss is
1: a jerk. With an iron bar. He's got a big stick, hasn't he? He's got very
2: evil eyebrows. He's, yurky, he's, with he's just trying to eat you with his iron bar. Very evil. What have you done? You're only trying to get up them stairs. Very evil he's eyebrows. trying to get Sylvia back, and he's trying to eat you. Anyway.
1: Very evil eyebrows. Do you know what I do with him? Who? What do you do? Jump, kick, down, punch him in the nuts. Kick you in the balls and then
0: run away. Kick you in the balls and then run away.
2: Yeah, or you could just say, listen, mate, he's a tenner. Get out of the way. Anyway, that's the first level. You get the second level. You have fire-breathing
1: dragons. But this is going from left to right, so there's a little bit of change. Yeah, it's pretty good mm-hmm. how they do that. The dragons come in parcels like Christmas parcels, you think. Ooh, like, lovely yellow parcel.
2: Drop on the floor. Oh, my goodness, it's a dragon. Wow! breathing Run dragon. away! Burn your ears off.
1: Punch it in the face. And then there's spikes that hover in... Not spikes, little round balls that hover in the air. They, they look like do. confetti balls, and they sort of wobble a bit, and then they explode, and, like, three projectiles come out of them. And if you get hit, you lose, like, half your energy. That's where confetti hell come from, bullet hell, confetti hell. I think you did, actually, the confetti balls. 1984. And also, a load of... Um, as you walk along, these, these sort of, like, vases fall down, and when they break on the floor, snakes come out. Mm. <laughs> I hate it when that happens. But what you can do, all these projectiles, you can actually hit... You can either punch or kick and get points for. Mm. And we'll get on to it, probably at the end of this review, we found a little point scubbing thing yeah. to do on level two, which is... Which is a lot of fun. Made the game even more fun. (laughs) The boss at the end of this level, he's a jerk. He is a proper jerk, isn't he?
2: Yeah, you just want to go up the stairs, see your
1: girlfriend, and he's got this spiky boomerang, Vic. Yeah, he's he's like like an Australian geezer chucking boomerangs at you. Mm. You forgot to mention the Tom Toms, and these aren't fantastic sat-navs these are horrible little children <laughs> who you can punch in the face yeah. but they're, they're half the size of the normal baddies so when they come along they grip you you've got to bend down to punch them or mm. kick them and in the later levels they do jumps and you've got to headbutt them you mm. got them in the face and the actual flyer and all the sort of literature about this game
2: says they are children yeah so. you've got to punch kids in the face that's not good is it how do you feel about that can you get over it or
1: yeah I love punching him in the face. Mm. I'm a bad man.
2: <laughs> Don't try it in the street. I'm a bad man. <laughs> level three, you're on now, which is back to going from right to left. The grippers and the kids.
1: You get a little cutscene as you go there. Oh yeah. yeah. It's got Sylvia in the chair going, "Help me, help me!" Mm. Ho 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 ho! Some jerk laughing at you.
2: Mm. And and when, when you when you sit through that malarkey, level three. Uh, grippers and Stupid Kids. The kids, kids are after you again.
1: Flipping kids. Mm. The boss and this one, guess what? What? It's a jerk. Well, level three is almost exactly the same as level one, isn't it? Mm. And it's very easy to do. It's exactly the same three, yeah. but you get the little children running at you, yeah. and they start jumping in this level as well. Right. So if you're sort of bending down, ready to punch you in the face, some, every now and again they'll do a, like a, a somersault over you. Mm. And if they land on you, they'll take a bit of energy up. If you just just stand up, you'll headbutt them out of the way, and you get mm. 400 points for that. But if, if they team up with a
2: knife-throwing jerks... Absolutely. Some guys throw a knife, you jump up, headbutt the kid,
1: and you get it in the end. We forgot about those idiots in the white and blue, didn't we? Mm. Hit in
2: the neck with a knife.
1: Every oh, now and again... The best neck. Every now and again, you get a guy who'll just appear in blue and white, and he'll stand still, and he'll throw a knife at you, either at your head or at your knees so you've either got to jump over it or duck down below it and these guys take two hits to get rid of but usually as you're walking towards them to punch them in the face or kick them in the knee they'll throw a flipping knife at you Ooh, oof! right we're on to level four now which is a left to right because you've got the stairs you have you go to stairs every single time to do the next level. This one is really tough, I think. It starts getting hard now, doesn't it, on level four? I don't you've I don't like it.
2: You've got like the, the background which is kind of like a... Um, what would you call that? A dojo. Mm, good word, yeah. There's little holes in the dojo and little butterflies. Oh, wow, big butterflies come out. Poisonous butterflies. And you got to punch them in or kick them in chins. Which
1: is, I can imagine on level two, where pots are falling out of the sky and there's dragons, which is very sort of kung fu themed. Mm. But butterflies? And they're evil as Really? Well. They're massive.
2: Two butterflies. Flappy, flappy things. <laughs> <laughs> two butterflies and you're dead.
1: Yeah, you don't get them. many. They're very poisonous and you can punch them or kick them out of the way but you've got to be very accurate when you hit them because mm. so if you miss you will get hit
2: Oof. actually I think you can survive two and you've got a tiny sliver
1: of, yeah, energy, of energy so you yeah. get hit by more than two you've had it mm. basically
2: right, the second half of that level there's the grippers the knife
1: throwers yeah. and the little kiddies guys turn up at the end of the level yeah mm. this boss is the trickiest I've found to definitely the hardest one of the whole game I think number four yeah if you try and
2: kick them in the face you freeze don't you he disappears and you freeze. Have you noticed that? He's
1: a he's a black magician. Mm. Not a black guy who's a magician. A, and a horrible a, magician. A magician. A dark magician. A dark magician.
2: So you have to punch him in the gut. So if you can get close enough to him, crouch down, punch him in the gut.
1: And he's at it, yeah.
2: And there is a technique for sort of forcing him back to the stairs at the end of the level. That's what I do. Yeah, I try that. Sometimes it
1: doesn't work because he fires his magic fire bolts down. Yeah, you've got to be careful. When, as you stand to and as you face into fight, he will throw um, a projectile at you and it turns into bats mm. send bats again, mm. told you they 're evil mm. and sometimes he throws it at your knees. And if you're far enough away, it will hit the floor and turn into a snake and it will run at you, so you've got to jump over it. Or a dragon. Or, or a dragon, mm-hmm. or it'll throw something at your face. But if you miss that, you can actually turn around and kick it if you're quick enough. But what the idea is, what I tend to do on that level, is you wait until he splits into two magicians, because one you can hit and one is like a, a, an image of him that you can't hurt, which is a bit confusing. And just force him towards the stairs and wait there, crouch so he can't hit you until he turns back into his own self mm. and then you can just punch him in the gut and he's quite easy but if you get in the right position it's very easy mm. and if you don't you'll get killed mm. it's that it's, it's a bit of a bummer on that one I don't like that level lots. it's easily the hardest level isn't it yeah lots of swears lots of swears when he splits mm. oh the swine mm. he
2: is he is so right. on to level five the last level if you've made it this far you're doing well yes grippers kids and knife throwing jerks they all work in unison to make your life a living hell the boss is wearing some nice cream pyjamas which will be
1: nice normally I say he looks like a uh, banana in pyjamas he's all yellow isn't he mm. well this level it, it's the same as the first level with the guys there's no projectiles it's not a, um, a level where things falling on you it's just guys and then at the end you get the bad guy but this level re- the, the skill level really ramps up it, mm. it's hard the last level and when you're playing it, if you punch the guys rather than kick, you've got a shorter range, so it's harder. Mm-hmm. So you get twice the points for hitting them.
2: Yeah.
1: On this level, don't punch at all, because you will get killed. You'll get, they'll get grabbed, and then the guys who throw the knives at you, sometimes you get one either side. Mm-hmm. And if a guy throws a knife at your head, and the other one throws one at your feet, you cannot get away from it. You will get hit by one or both. So this last level does ramp up the skill level a lot. Mm. it really gets hard at this level so tough so tough Yeah. but when you get to the end boss he's actually as a revelation we both 1cc'd this game didn't we yeah you did it before me woohoo I'll give us
0: <laughs> one end for that
1: because this is a game I've been wanting to 1cc since I was a kid me too like 25 too. years I've always wanted, I always thought this game was hard could never do it in the arcades always wanted to do it and we've both done it yeah yay <laughs> But when you get to the last guy, he will fight back. And the idea is is he can block your your hits. What I tend to do is jump in, crouch down, punch him in the balls, run away,
2: Mm.
1: go back, do it again, rinse and repeat, rinse and repeat, and you kill him. But this guy, the only one of the bosses, his energy slowly replenishes if you don't hit him quick enough. Mm. So it takes a little while to go in, hit him, come out, go in, hit him, come out, rinse and repeat. And I found him to be quite easy. When actually worked out how to do it by watching loads of YouTube's and stuff, and it's quite easy. And when you complete the game, you get to see Sylvia, your love, mm. a kanfu fu master. Thomas and Sylvia enjoyed happiness again for a little while, but their happy days did not last long. Dun, 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 dun. And you go back to the start. And you loop it. Mm. Do you know what I did for that last guy? What'd you do? I did flying kicks on him. Oh really? Yeah. But when I, I saw you complete it with me, and I completed it at the same time. It took a lot longer with the way you did it. Yeah, and you just have enough time to do it, yeah. The way I do it is quite quick, though. Mm-hmm. So I think you've got to go in, hit, come out, Otherwise, the- and if he hits you, I think you get one hit before you die. Mm. It-, it takes a load of energy off you if he actually hits you. So best thing to do is hit him, get away, before he gets a punch or kick in. But how stupid is Sylvia getting kidnapped again? I know, she's mental. Daft woman. <laughs> <laughs>
2: yeah, And then you've got to go and rescue her again, but... Do you know what you get for doing you the get, whole
1: level? You get a little dragon emblem. It's nice, I it? like it, yeah. Oh, nice. I've never seen it before until I completed it. It's almost worth it, that a little, little, l- like a green, white, and red dragon. Oh, it's, right. lo- it's lovely, that dragon. Oh, I like
2: dragon dragon's print on t-shirt. I think we
1: should.
2: Mm. Right, so that's the game. We both completed it. How cool is that? Mm. Well, I really, really like this game, and I hate it at the same time. Yeah. It's, just, it's the most frustrating game I think I've ever played.
1: We We quite enjoyed playing it yesterday, yeah. but there was a lot of swears going on, a lot of comedy swears, which Mm. we won't repeat on this podcast, but Mm. it was quite funny. Mm. Well, there's lots of secrets and little play tips for this game, which is good in a game I like. Yeah, There's an extra life at 50,000 points, and we don't think it's documented anywhere, is it? No, I can't see it anywhere. It just pops up and you get an extra life, yeah. I usually get an extra life by the second level, Mm. because the second level you can get quite a lot of points on. Mm. Being actually hard game, but you can complete it in under seven minutes. I've seen a YouTube, yeah. yeah, under seven minutes all the way through. It's pretty quick, isn't it? The doubles don't take long to do, but because you are timed as well,
2: I would say to get to that skill level, you've got to put
1: a lot of time in to get that good. Yeah, we forgot to mention you are actually timed as well. You've got a counter, mm. and you don't ever, I think, run out of time just playing it normally. Mm. You can get through the game, and when you do the, the, the boss into the, the level, and you got the stairs. You get an energy bonus for how much energy you got left, and you also get a time bonus, which is ticking down all the time and it's quite high. And you usually get about 15,000 points for completing the level, sort of that range. Mm, Depends yeah, how much energy you've got left. You get more points for punching than kicking. So on the first three levels, I always punch, no kicking, always punch. You get twice as many points for it. You
2: get, uh, a, a good kind of a good strategy is to keep a knife
1: throwing guy behind you i've seen people do this mm. if you don't want to fight loads of guys the, the purple and blue guys who and also the little kids who come towards you all the time if you have a knife thrower behind you run away from him he will follow you mm. and as he's following you will throw knives at you, which you can avoid you can duck and jump over but none of the purple and blue guys will turn up or kids will turn up when he's following you mm. so what a lot of people do is they get to a knife thrower and then Run away from him, all the way to the boss, kill him off, and just stuff the boss up. But you get no points for hitting anyone, so you, you get like very little points for doing that. Mm, yeah, well, one of the things I
2: was doing was rushing through the levels, and then you get the time bonus, the time remaining bonus at the end. Yeah, or I was defeating the bad guy and then going back into the level and seeing how many points I could get. Yeah, before the time ran out. And I always got more points just rushing through the level and straight up the stairs, because you get, like like we said, like 15,000, 20,000 points. Yeah, something like that, yeah. So
1: I was doing that really. Right. What we did find out is there's a little point-pressing thing. Mm-hmm. And we found, mm-hmm. we, we actually had a lot of fun playing the game. We both won CC'd it. You won CC'd it before me, which really annoyed me <laughs> when I was an older. <laughs> Bloody Holly's done it. How dare he? I've been trying for 30 years, and he's just gone and done it in a week. <laughs> Sod. But I'm happily to say I actually completed it as well. I've done it a few times since now I know how to do it. It's quite easy, isn't it? Well, it's not yeah, too difficult. Really yeah. Which is good fun. But what we found out yesterday, on level two, where the pots fall out of the sky and hit you and turn into dragons and snakes and you know flying projectiles, that is a really good level to point press on. Because I can't believe you didn't do a spreadsheet of this. I've got this points in front of me here. <laughs> if you kick the grippers or the tom-toms, you get hundred points and two hundred points. Mm. If you kick a knife thrower, you get 500 points, but they require two hits. If you punch them, you get 200 points for a gripper and 300 for a kid, and you get 800 points each for the knife throwers, you've got to hit them twice. If you jump kick grippers, you get 200, and 300 for the tom-toms, the little kids, and also 1,000 points each for the the knife throwers. If you just stand up when a a tom-tom jumps over you, you get 400 points for headbutting him Mm -hmm. in your face. (laughs) If you punch or kick into a group, a, k- a jump kick, like so when there's three guys come along, you can knock all three out in one go. They all fall over each other and you get 200, 400 and 600 points mm. and 800 if you get a fourth person, but I never managed to knock out four in one go. It's always three at a time oh, I did. God, I Anyone beyond the fourth person, it stays 800 points. I've never managed that. Also, when you're on the second level, which we point pressed on, here's the kicker. Mm. For a dragon that that actually grows out of a pot that breaks on the floor, if you kick it in the face or punch
2: it,
1: it. you get 2,000 points. And there's lots of these fall down. Mm. The confetti balls, which turn into projectiles that fly at you, 1,000 points each. If you kick a vase as it's falling through the sky, you get 200 points. And if you punch it, you get 100. And the poisonous moths on level four Four, you get 500 oh, points yeah. if you kick them, and 600 if you punch them. Oop. So what we did yesterday is we point pressed like mad on, the second, on the second level. We actually rushed through the first level and wasted all of our lives on level two, and you can get colossal scores, <laughs> can't you? And it was a lot of fun because there's quite a lot of skill avoiding the pots falling out of the sky mm. and kicking them, which was actually quite fun. We got quite into it, didn't we? We were both... Pretty good at that. Mm. So when you you actually get after fifty thousand, you get your extra life. So
2: if you get to level two with four lives,
1: yeah, that's where we got the scores. You get big scores for doing that, which is a bit of a cheat, really, but fun in its own way. It was like a a different kind of skill level, just doing level two to the mm. to, until you died, which I really a lot of fun. Enjoyed that actually, more me. Yeah, yeah, I did as well. More was, than the later. It was levels. good because you got two two parts of the game. One is one CC in it, which you both did, which I'm happy about. Bing. and playing level two to completion, just getting the points. But on the boss levels, when you get to the end of each level, on the five levels, you get 2,000 points for kicking Mr. Stick Fighter in the face and beating him up. Mm-hmm. You get 3,000 for the boomerang guy, level two. You get 3,000 on the giant guy, on level three. Why not 4,000? This really bothers me. <laughs> 2,000, 3,000, another 3,000. The magician is 5,000. Mm-hmm. And then Mr. X... He was in the yellow pyjamas, 10,000 points. Mr Spartan. Mr Spartan. stupid, stupid pyjamas. Yeah. Get your slippers on, get to bed. It's well chopped. So, mm. that's the game. I, I really enjoyed playing it. I love it and I hate it. Because what I tend to do is you can get to like level four and five with all your lives intact, no problem. Easy, 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 no problem. You get a good run, get through it, and then the last level is as hard as, for some reason, hard as nails. You lose all your lives really quickly. Because mm. on the last level, they tend to throw lots of little guys at you. So you've got to bend down to kick them or punch them while they grab hold of you. And you get a knife thrower throwing stuff at your knees. So you can't jump. Because when the guys grab you, you can't jump. You've got to waggle your stick mm. to get them off you. And you get hit by, you get knifed to death. Mm. And that is really frustrating. It is. Really frustrating. But, the level does ramp up on the last level. Mm. It really does. And sometimes you can sail through it, kill
2: everything, get to the last guy, kill him, get to the, the first level again with all your lives and you do really well. Yeah. And other times, you can die on the first boss with the iron bar.
1: Yeah, and it's a weird game, isn't it? Swears were hanged. Yeah, it's a game where you, you sort of... You can do really well one game and then the next time you just rubbish at it. I don't know how it works. But what I was thinking, my little theory, in my tiny mm. mind, when you're playing well and you're just using the punch to get the big points all the time, and you're doing well on the, you know, kicking the dragons and all that stuff so and getting point press. I think, I don't know for certain, but I think the game's got some kind of AI going on. Because it seems to be, when you're doing really well at the game, you don't lose any lives, you get through the game, it's harder at the end. If you lose a few lives and make a few mistakes, it seems easier. So I'm wondering if the game knows you're a good player and makes it a little bit harder because you're good. Mm, I think you might be right you know. It does seem that way, doesn't it? Maybe it's just an illusion, I don't know. Anyway. What are your opinions on the game? Uh, the graphics and sound in general? I love the graphics. Very simple. It's
2: 1984, oh, is it? Yeah. I love the sound. Very iconic sounds. When you go into an arcade, you can hear it. Ding,
1: ding, 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 Great speech, and oh, 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 really good. it's really—it's really—it's just the arcade, mm. isn't it? it's Just it's when, you, whenever you go into an arcade, or back in the day, it was always you could always hear Mister Do, mm. or Mooncrafter, or Carnival. That was always a really loud one in the arcade, mm. and this game, mm. always the way they always turned up to eleven, weren't they? Yeah. So you could always hear those. Mm, iconic sounds it's yeah. brilliant and the graphics are very simple but they do the job You know, mm. the, the only thing like, I wish they could have done is the baddies were a bit more varied because it's always the blue and purple guys where did they get a glut of blue and purple guys from mm. shop clones good clone clone shop mm. obviously bad gripper guy all they want to do is give you a hug yeah but then they kill you yeah and then hug you to death mm. oh I'd love to be hugged to death mate <laughs> it's never happened never happened to me so far obviously so the only enemies you've got is the purple and blue guys, knife throwing, and the little and the knife throwing guys who turn up now and again when you least expect them to, mm, and the, the bosses, and the bosses, and the, 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 and the little kids. Mm. But I think if they put different jackets on the guys, that'd be nicer. Mm. Well, I like that jacket. Take them, take them to like m and or something. Like a nice, nice, like fleece or something. That'd be cool. Mm.
0: Mm.
1: So the the boss, the the bad guys are a bit boring, but mm. that's about it. The actual your guy who looks like a kung fu dude. Mm. It's pretty cool. And the music is iconic. Love the music. I love the sound effects. Quite meaty when you punch someone. It's quite satisfying. Yeah. You, you the, punch them in the
2: face. That's the feeling of it. It's so good. Such a satisfying feel when you connect with somebody. Yeah. Like a punch or a kick. Pow. Yeah, it's really... In your face. Visceral. Is that a good word?
1: Yeah. yeah well. Great. It's great. So, yeah, love it. Absolutely love the 1984 business. Mm. And, and, and you think it should be made an eight-way game, diagonal um, to, to jump kick? It, since I've typed this, I'm not sure now, because if you made You're it... You're used eight to it now, aren't you?
2: If, you? if you made it eight-way, you would be accidentally jumping a lot, I think. I
1: think so, yeah. That's probably why they did four-way business. Because mm. you, you don't need a jump kick very often, do you? No. It's only like when you get to the butterfly level and some some of the bosses... Because like level three boss, the big guy, who's really, really tall, i jump kick him and then... Punch him in the nuts loads of times, mm. and off you go. Done. He's, re- he's probably the easiest boss in the whole game, Level 3. Yeah. Which is weird. you think Level 1 would be, but Level 3 is definitely the easiest game. Really like the artwork. Um, I looked at the flyers. I'll put them on the show notes as well. The flyer, the Japanese flyer is awesome. It's got loads of Jackie Chan sort of like cartoon depictions on It's really cool, but the American one's not so good. Mm. The actual cabinet is pretty groovy, isn't it? A picture yeah. of the cab here. It's got quite a basic-looking cab, but you've got some nice artwork around the bezel. You've got a really cool... Kung Fu Master, sort of Chinesey, Japanesey, quite kind of writing with like guys in white pajamas looking all hard.
2: Yeah.
1: And a nice bit of side art on it, and the bezel around the actual screen's lovely. It's sort of like a dojo, what you're playing in. Mm-hmm. So it goes really well. Mm-hmm. And the control panel's got sort of like um, lines and lines and lines on it. <laughs> nice looking lines, sort of like um, I don't know, sort of Japanesey, Chinese or Oriental type of artwork on it. Mm-hmm. Really cool. Really like it. Yeah, it's, it's really colourful. I like it, yeah. Good okay. game.
2: Mm. So, yeah. on the ports and different yeah. versions of the game. This was ported to most of the consoles and computers at the time. Yeah. To be honest, I can't remember any of them.
1: I think I had it on Commodore 64. I don't think... I played this game in the arcade a lot when I was a kid. Mm. I don't remember playing it on a computer at all. No. But I have seen a Spectrum and a Commodore 64 version of it. Mm. and the NES probably got the best version, I think, yeah. which was just called Kung Fu. Yeah, I remember that. But it was me. a very good version of it, mm. very good. I'm also happy to hear the Apple II got a version, but I've seen a YouTube of it. It's quite poor. Have you seen the 2600 version? <laughs> I haven't, no. Is it good? Mm, no. No? Okay. <laughs> 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 but for the 2600, this game would be amazing if you could actually get it to work oh, yeah. on the 2600, because that's a very basic thing, remember? Yeah, So actually getting all them things going is pretty good for the good old 2600.
2: Mm. I wonder if they did the punches and kicks. i have to look that up. Yeah, he's
1: only got one button, haven't you?
0: Mm. Hmm.
2: Right, there was a sequel in 1988 called Virgil's Anti. Virgil's Auntie, Anti-Virgil? It,
1: vigilante, either. Vigilante.
2: It's the same kind of thing, but it's even more frustrating if that is at all possible. That, that swears we turned turn up to 12, surely, on that really game. swears we're, we're done. Oh, Yeah. It hasn't got such a good feel to me. It's a bit
1: slower, a bit more sluggish on the punch and the kicking. Yeah, when you get a bad guy, you've got to hit them more than once. You to get rid of him. you got to hit him a few times. you got to hit him, hit him. I don't like Vigilante. I've played it. I mean, I played it back in the day and I never liked the game. I never went back to it. Always, always come through massive for me. Vigilante wasn't a game for me, so yeah. And left that one to the
2: end of level. Even the first guy is health regenerates, even on the first guy. Oh, really? It's so tough. Yeah. Oh,
1: no. no. We'll give that a miss, shall we? Mm, no,
2: I don't like it. Don't like it. Uh, also, they did Spartan X2 on the Famicom. in oh, 1990. Cool. And then, as we've talked about on a previous podcast, there is Spartan X2,
1: an arcade unreleased Pro. Yeah. It? it looks exactly the same as the first game. Yeah. But it's got better graphics a better sound. I think you get better baddies as oh, well. It looks really good. You get
2: tigers. And wow. And wow. Yeah. And, wow. and old grannies with the shopping trolleys.
1: Really? Yeah. Wow. And tiny little animated spoons. Are you making it up? Yeah. Okay. Mm. But yeah, I'm hoping that will come on MAME soon so we can play that. It looks really, really cool. Mm. But in Vigilante as well, you forgot to mention it's Madonna has been kidnapped. Yes. That's why she didn't release an album in 1988. Mm. Mm. She did. What was the Coincidence? App? You decide. Who's that girl? Well, I think she did in '87. Yeah. And then got kidnapped.
2: And then got kidnapped by, by Mr. X. X. Couldn't do anything because she obviously kidnapped.
1: Stupid Madonna.
2: And then in '89, she did, I don't know, Vogue or something. Strike a pose Nothing
1: to it. Bam, bam Bam We're voguing now By the way everyone We're yeah. voguing yeah. We should stop that Yeah. Anyway yeah. Okay on to the scores then
2: right, Andrew Driver Had a quick go He got 32,100 Thank you for playing
1: mm-hmm.
2: Ian Cullen 155,000 Madstea.com .com He got 184,000 You've rounded these scores up Haven't you Yeah Okay I'm clever about that Am I Yeah Did you do a spreadsheet for that well, I think I might do <laughs> Mr. Tronads, 217,000. Not bad, but not
1: brilliant, Mm -hmm. Tronads. Mm. It's
2: up your game, mate.
1: Yeah, indeed.
2: Paul Paz Greenall, he got 217,000. And a little disclaimer, if he actually played it properly... He's very good at it, isn't he? He's awesome. Paz is good at a lot of games. I think it's just the score I saw him do. He could get 400,000 easy. Wow, that's looping it
1: twice, at least, isn't it? I'm I think done. he
2: was like, I think he was having a Coke or something at the time and doing his shoelaces <laughs> yeah. uh, In fourth place is me with 271,000. Yes. In
1: third place me is Mr Victor Mark. I got two two hundred <laughs> and 272,720. Yeah, so, nice. for once in a while, I can give you a... In your face, John Holly! Oh bloody hell!
2: (laughs) (laughs) It's all worth it now. (laughs) In second place, with an incredible two hundred ninety-three thousand one hundred thirty, Mister Zipper Bazpats. Well done, well done, Mister Zipper. And in first place is a new player. His Twitter handle is They Were Our Gods. They were our gods. They They were. 387,490 oh my Lord. points! That's got to be
1: close to nearly three loops, I perhaps. Think, yeah, maybe three or four, yeah. But we can do a very special kick you in the gonads, Mr. Tronads! Because we both beat him! Hurrah! Because <laughs> David Tronads is a very good game player yeah. and he normally trounces us, but this time no
2: no just no mr tronads and also he texted me but he found a bug oh he did didn't he yes he tell put... us about the bug in kung fu master I, I might do i am doing i managed to trigger a weird bug on kung fu master last night but got to the hunchback guy which is the guy at the end of level four
1: the magician yeah
2: maggie maggie can maggie jackie can
1: maggie can <laughs> move on
2: yep and I had him boxed in at the very tight end of the level. His double, his double appeared behind me, and I killed the one to the right of me, and immediately returned to kill the image on the left, but it disappeared, and, which correctly disappeared as I had killed him, but then it wouldn't move right to exit the level. Oh. I, I thought I'd broke the joystick, but then realized it would turn and face right, but it would not run, so the joystick was okay. It would let me, it, it would let me move left, and I went all the way back to the beginning, but at no point would it let me run right. Also, there were no enemies. Well oh. back to normal when the timer expired and I died. Weird,
1: eh? That's a weird bug, isn't it? Mm. I never heard that one before. I couldn't manage it either. Mm. Okay. Let's wrap this one up. Overall thoughts. I love it, but I hate it, but I love it, but I hate it, but I love it, but I hate it. You've written. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I really like the game still. And when, when I 1cc'd it, I actually did a proper... Get in! Yes! <laughs> I was so pleased to 1cc to it. because like, It's been one of these games that took me 25 to 30 years to do. And even as a kid, I never thought I'd ever do it. Same as um, Green Beret when I 1cc'd that. Mm. And I'm so happy I 1cc'd it. But when you came yesterday and we were playing it and we found the, the point pressing thing on level 2... We had even more fun just playing level two. Trying to beat each other on the So it's really, really cool, wasn't it? Yeah. So really enjoyed the game. It is a great really game. Really enjoyed it, yeah.
2: But, it, yeah, I
1: swear a lot. Yeah, it does bring out the swears. Because it's a bit unfair how it duffs you up. Something. If you get in a position where you get the guys from both sides and the knife throwers come, you can't get away. Mm. And sometimes when you're playing level two and you're trying to beat the dragons up, they fall out of the pots and then you get a snake running from you. You can't jump because you get hit by the fire of the flames. Mm. So you've got to be a bit careful how you do things. And you can get unfairly boxed in and and killed to death. Mm. But still a really good game. I would say it's a brilliant game, but very frustrating, yeah. But getting on to the 1cc business, we both 1cc'd, which which is good all round. But what I'm asking from you, the listener, dear listener, is tell us what you think games we should play next. Because... We want some challenges. Games we can either one CC and are not too impossible mm. or to loop because Kung Fu Master was doable and indeed we did do it and things like Green Beret is doable and we, I did do it which I'm happy about and Scramble, I can loop and certain games I can loop and you've actually done 1942 which is a colossal fee mm. but tell us what games you think we should have a go at that we can possibly loop mm. or one CC. be interesting to hear what you think we could do that are doable not too impossible, because we're not that brilliant, are we? We're not very good at games. Mm. But we like it's nice to actually complete a game, or to, to finish it and go back to the start and do again. Mm. So that'd be good if you can tell us what games you think we should have a go at. Mm, See so a lot of the early games,
2: they just never at a loop point they just carry on forever didn't they yeah just,
1: like space event it's just wave after wave after wave yeah beat well, you know, centipede no, you just carry on but we don't want to go to the kill screen thing I, don't, I, I couldn't kill screen Donkey Kong or mm. Dig Dug or Pac-Man which have all got kill screens they would take hours and hours and just absolute phenomenal playing to do it like, we can't do that and my list as far as I did a little list of 1cc and loops they're Kung Fu Master Green Bertie Scramble Jumping Jack and Kicker are all ones I can either loop or 1cc. Have you got any to add to that for yours? You can do 1942 now.
2: Yeah, I'll have to have a think. And sure.
1: Vulgus, we got to the, the big bad guy at the end of Vulgus, which then loops, doesn't it, back to the start.
2: Yeah. We yeah, were talking about this last night, the the graphics actually change when you when you defeat the Vulgus. Yeah, the big thing at the end. The
1: graphics change. I wouldn't say that's looped. loop. I'm not sure. Well, it sort of is, isn't it? You're sort of doing the, the end bod- body, the end mm. baddie, mm. I think, yeah. So yeah, we'd like to hear from that. But overall, big thumbs up this game, I think. Mm. Really good great one, game. wasn't it? Great
2: game, It's just got a satisfying feeling when you connect, like, like you said, but it's frustrating as
0: hell. <laughs> and <laughs> the music's good.
2: Yeah, it's really yeah. cool. Yeah. Good
1: yeah. package overall. Yeah, it's a great game. Right, that one's out of the way now. We've got an absolute excellent The Art of Side Art.
2: Yeah, this is thanks to Mr. Ollie Alpha One. Yeah. I saw something on the UK VAC forums. I was just flicking through and I found this really old post from 2013. Mm-hmm. And it was a picture that Ollie put on of a game called Sentinel. Yeah, an Atari a, game. An Atari prototype, a fantastic, original looking cap. Yeah. So I asked him about it. He says, oh, no, it's just a prototype. It never got made. And then he said, oh, I know someone who's got him. Ooh. Cool. So I Skyped this guy. it's yeah, Joe Majira from Illinois
1: has got one of these games and his is named aka r yeah because it had three different names it was sentinel aka r and target outpost yeah so it was only in prototype so but a few mm. got made and he's got one so the story of it all we will put
2: in
0: here hi joe
3: hi sean how are you
0: i'm all right thank you how are you
3: all right i'm sorry i missed your call coming in i'm still kind of trying to figure this out
0: <laughs> it's okay thanks for setting it up for me anyway uh yeah the reason for the call um, I've been speaking to Oliver, Alpha One, and he puts on some photos on the UK forum, on UK VAC on the arcade forum. And he put on a post a couple of years ago of a game called Sentinel.
3: I'm not familiar with that one.
0: Well, we do a, a little feature on the show called The Art of Side Art, where we talk about the different, you know, the really good side art. And uh, I found out this Sentinel never got made. It was just an Atari prototype, but... It did get made as Aka-R. It was redone as Aka-R, a different name.
3: Huh. I'm, I have never heard that, and I thought I did research on Aka-R.
0: <laughs> yeah. And it is the same cabinet shape. Yeah. Yeah. But it, it also, it's got some really nice side art on it. And I know, well, I think I've seen a video of yours when John's Arcade came around, and there isn't any side art on it, is there?
3: No, there is not. Just get a little insert up by the marquee.
0: Yeah, well, this this one's got that, but it's not got the Atari logo. It's got like it's there's only a single photo, so it's very hard to see. But it's not a it's not a mock-up. It, it looks like an actual photo, but it's kind of a it looks like a world inside that little recess, like a world kind of thing.
3: Hmm, interesting.
0: So, so Joe, how did you come about this machine? How did you get your hands on it?
3: It's uh, it's kind of a long story if you want to hear it.
0: <laughs> yeah, go ahead.
3: Uh, I was new to collecting, and I went to uh, California Extreme for the first time, and I really didn't know anything about prototypes. I didn't know anything about Scott Evans and having all the Atari prototypes. And really, all I knew was my days in the arcades where I knew the most popular games only. I, anything that was uncommon or rare, I had it wasn't in my arcade, so I really didn't know them. And so when I got to California Extreme, I'm playing dozens of games that I've never seen or heard of before, and I came across Akar. r Scott Evans had had r there, and I was like, this game is awesome. i got to try and find this game.
0: Was that 2012 California Extreme?
3: Uh, actually, it was 2001. Wow. 2001, 2001. yeah. It was just after the big 9-11 attacks in in United States of America. Right. And so, yeah, it was... 2001. And I was, I tracked down, you know, on the tags at California extreme, each game has a tag who owns it, you know, is it for sale or not? And it was marked not for sale owner was Scott Evans. And so I tracked down Scott Evans at the game show and asked him about it. And he says, Oh no, this is a prototype. You know, it's not for sale and there's only a few made. And I didn't even understand what prototype meant. So I asked him, how many are, are there? And he says, well, there's only two, and I have them both. All right. And I says, how can there only be two? He says, well, they put it out on for testing. They made it, put it out for testing. It didn't do good, and they never made it. Yeah. And uh, I said, well, that's a bummer, because I, I really like this game. And so at the show, I am basically I'm standing there looking at it, just staring at it like I like this game. I want to find this game. What can I do? Yeah. And, and I am literally just standing there staring at it. And um, I notice after literally 10, 15 minutes of just stand, standing there staring at it, watching people play it. Um, one time in a tracked mode, in game over mode, I noticed it was scrolling through and it gave credits to the art designer, t- production team, and many other pieces of the game. And mm-hmm. it's like, Wow. And I sold for the next, it took me 20 minutes because I had to wait through the attract mode. Probably took me even longer than that, waiting through the attract mode to get to the credits. And I'm there with a pencil and paper scribbling down names as fast as I could. And then mm. I get a few, have to wait through the whole attract mode again, get a few more. And again, that, that process took me 15, 20 minutes to a half hour. Yeah. And, and then when I got back to Chicago, I live in the Chicago area. Uh, this was, well, I early earlier days of the internet it wasn't that worldwide i literally looked up people in california northern california where atari was and calling hundreds literally hundreds of cold calls to the names i found in the credits wow and some of the names were common like you know john smith i'm calling you know 200 people did you work for atari back in 1985 <laughs> And uh, after it was it took me probably two months of calling and hundreds of calls because I was at a job at work where I had a fair amount of free time and I spent a lot of my free time making these calls. And I I eventually found someone, a guy named Mike Halley, who worked for Atari, who was on the design team. And I asked him, I said, well, do you have one? He says, yeah, I'm looking at it right now. And uh, that's how I tracked it down, and, and it led uh, led me to buy it from him directly.
0: He was one of the programmers, wasn't he, Mike Halley? Yes, yes. Ah, excellent. The, the name is kind of a, an acronym, isn't it? Mike Halley and Dave Ralston.
3: Right. Hallie, another Halley and Ralston original or something like that. Yeah, yeah.
0: that's what Clove says. It says, also known as another Ralston-Halley production, ACA-R. Yeah. I thought that was a strange name, that. <laughs>
3: Right. And so I ended up getting it through Mike Cali. Right.
0: Excellent. So the, the one I've seen one on a California extreme 2012 video, that's why I was asking you about that. And the bezel flashes, is that correct?
3: Yeah. And if I can, uh, actually, if I can figure out how to get video on my phone on this phone here, I can show you that cause I'd be down in my game room right now in front of it.
0: Right. I've heard, well, from what it says on the internet, it's kind of like uh, the second part of it's a bit like Star Castle. Is that right?
3: Uh a little bit, a little bit, not as brutal as Star Castle. I think it's a little bit easier than Star Castle. Oh,
0: well, anything's e- easier than Star Castle. <laughs> and yeah. the first bit is a kind of a colours that you have to press in in an order. Is that right? Have I got that right?
3: A f- uh, flashing colours on a. Well, it's it's a grid. It's it's a grid on a screen. But, okay, so in my game room now, if I'm not showing the game right, let me know. Okay. But this is the side of the cabinet, pretty plain, except for the Atari logo up here. Yeah. And then it's got the rounded marquee, and this is the game. Okay, so I'm going to try and play it one-handed. Oh, can you see the different grid patterns yes. on screen? Yeah. Okay, so on the different grid patterns the invaders are coming in from the outside those little guys and yeah. as they get closer to you in the center you're protecting the center if you fire you put your cursor ah. oh the sound is going to be too loud
0: that's no, fine that's okay
3: okay as the invaders come in you put your cursor in one of those grid patterns and when you fire it kills everything in that grid So everything in that yellow would be destroyed. If I move it over here, everything in the yellow. And as it gets in the center, I have to fire them out from in the center. And I could spin that, which it's very hard to play (laughs) one-handed. Okay, there's one more here. Oh, a couple more. And then when they attack you in the center, if they get through to you, you lose a life. There, I lose a life. But again, the outside grid pattern, and that pattern gets more complicated... To know which area to put the cursor in to fire, so it kills everything in the yellow, and then they get in close.
0: And that's with the zoom button, yeah, where you're going. Yeah, close. the zoom
3: button gets me in close, and then I can zoom out. So it's just in or out. It's in or out on the zoom.
0: All right. Yeah, I get I get the idea. yeah. So do you think this was a, should have been released, or do you think it was a bit strange to be released?
3: Well, I had talked to Scott Evans about it further, and his from his research, he said Atari thought it was too close to uh, Robotron to be released. Too, clo- too similar to Robotron to be released, Wow! which I thought it's nothing like Robotron at all. No. But that was their reason, reasoning and answer why they did not release it.
0: Oh, that's strange.
3: Yeah, and they said it tested okay, but they just felt it was too similar.
0: Oh, dear. Oh, it looks brilliant anyway, and I'll, I'll send you the photo uh, that Oliver's got of the game called Sentinel. Do you know, there's also another name banded around called Target Outpost.
3: You know, and I was thinking about it since you mentioned those, and both of those names sound a little familiar to me, yeah. and maybe because of Oliver. But, yeah yeah now they're both starting to sound a little familiar
0: ah. so while I've got all I've got you on Joe I know you've got some excellent other sort of rare games you don't have to show me just just what what have you got at the moment because I was looking through the John's arcade video and I know you've got um, a blaster you've got a blaster haven't you in a wooden cab
3: uh, I do and you know what my game route from John's when John was here for the video, my game room was a total mess. It's uh, really cleaned up. I could, I'd could, i be glad to give you a quick walkthrough of it if you're interested.
0: You can do yeah, if that's okay, yeah?
3: Sure, sure. I can do that going back down there.
0: <laughs> Sorry about getting some exercise. Oh, no, that's fine.
3: It's <laughs> just one flight of stairs. So, okay, so I, I'll go this way. So hopefully you can see these as I go along.
0: Yeah, so this pin is, is st- a,
3: pin, a pinball row, which you're probably not as interested in. Yeah. And then it gets to the video game side, which along the wall, I have uh, the q Yeah. Then the Aka, which I've pulled out for our talk. Yeah. Journey.
0: Journey. Oh, wow. I've played Journey, actually.
3: Oh, fun game. Quantum. Yeah. Food Fight.
0: Food Fight. Never played that. Only on MAME, so I know it's terrible to play on MAME.
3: It is, and it's a really fun game in, in real life. Yeah robot dedicated major havoc which if people are noticing the control panel something I lost because I sent it to Ram controls for reproduction and now it's been stolen and lost
0: yeah that story yeah shame yeah.
3: Uh, missile command and uh, rampart yep yeah. uh, black widow mm, that's good there's the blaster wacko yeah uh, Tempest, wooden cabinet, bubbles, millipede, turkey shoot, Agent X, which is the uh, Cloak and Dagger.
0: Yeah, that was Cloak and Dagger was a film, wasn't it? A movie that it was that it was changed to at the last minute.
3: Right, a- a- Atari was about to release the game as Agent X, and um, the they got you know a call from the movie to come up with a game, so they quickly just changed it to Cloak and Dagger. And Marble Madness. And then the last game in the room is um Mazer Blazer, which is a uh, unusual. I'm not saying it's a highly desirable. I happen to like the game a lot. Yeah. And I the like the side
0: out on that.
3: Yeah. Yeah.
0: So so are you working on any any projects at the moment? Have you got anything else that you're restoring?
3: Well, there the Mazer Blazer, which is the last game I showed you, I it was working and I killed the main board by accident. And so right now I'm trying to get that fixed. And then from John's video, there was a couple of uh, Cosmic Chasms that I'm trying yeah. to uh, get into new cabinets and get working because the ones I have are literally falling over.
0: Wasn't that a, a Vectrex game as well? I think I've played it on the Vectrex, I think. Yes, yes, yeah.
3: it is. Yeah. Uh, you
0: got some excellent rare games there, Joe. Thanks. Thanks. <laughs> well, thank you so much for taking the time to sort of get Skype working and speaking to us.
3: I very much enjoyed it. I hope you'll send me the link so I can listen to it, watch it myself.
0: Yeah, I will do. And also, I'll send you the Sentinel picture because the side art is amazing. I wonder if they they got so far with R and they was going to put that, the exact same side art on and they didn't bother because it was just a prototype.
3: Yeah, i be interested, interested to see that.
0: And as far as you're aware, there's only two others in the world.
3: Of uh, the R? Yeah. Uh, well, I, I talked to, well, I talked to both Scott Evans and Mike Halley about that, and they both agreed, and Scott probably got his information from Mike Kelly that five were made for production testing. Uh, Scott has two of them. Actually, Scott has one, and a guy, he sells a lot of rare games to, Panos, who is local to Scott, has the other. And then I have this one, and that's it as far as we know. there's If there's two more... They have not surfaced anywhere.
0: Oh. So a look after that one then.
3: <laughs> yes, I, I, I like it.
0: <laughs> okay, so thank you very much, Joe. All right, thank you. Thank you, goodbye. Great.
3: All right, bye.
1: That was a great interview. Mm. He sounds a really nice guy as well. Thank you for that, Joe. And I've got a picture in front of me. I should try and describe it. It's art everywhere. Mm. It's absolutely perfect for this kind of segment of the, art, of the podcast. It's got a, a rounded top marquee. So it's not a flat marquee with a light yeah. behind it, and it's got this, the one I'm looking at has got Sentinel, and it's a really odd shaped cab. It's sort of mm, it's sort of shaped like the Zevius, which is an odd shaped cab. Yeah, yeah. And the side art is really, really colourful. There's like bad guys and spaceships all over the place, and the top of the marquee, at the very, very top header, it's actually got a hole in it, mm. and there's there's T molding around the hole, and there's a little sort of planet inside it's set into it Mm. which is really odd and it's got a trackball it's a trackball game a couple of buttons it's got two buttons on the left hand side and one on the right for your your little finger and there's a big spaceship on the side and we will actually post a picture of this on the website it's such a cool looking cabinet Mm. I haven't seen gameplay yet because the video I watched of Joe's place I think he did with the arcade outsiders Mm. The game wasn't running. He was—he went to play it, and it wasn't running. But the video you've seen, which he did live when you were skyping him, the game was actually working. Does the game look pretty good? It does actually. Yeah, it nice. Kind of. Well, he explains it, and he's, he's going to send
2: us or try to send us some video of it. Oh, brilliant! So we can hopefully we'll get that entire. The
1: game looks so cool. Mm. I have to finish, and you can see up there the box I'm making for you. Mm. I, I've sort of forgot about it. Sorry. I will do that, it just needs to be laminated and put together and that's it, it'll work. The actual internals, yeah, the trackball and the spinner business. So that is a really cool art, the artwork is the whole side of the cab as well, it's lovely looking, why didn't they make it? Mm. Such a cool looking game.
2: Yeah, I know, and also Joe's got two garages full of rare prototype stuff. Wow. Which you can see in the John's arcade video that we linked to. Brilliant. And he's also gonna try and do us some more video of walking you know, walking around
1: it and thank you for that, John. That's brilliant. Mm-hmm. I can't wait to see that. Yeah, some really rare, great stuff he's got. And before we get that, let's do some releases from this month in history. Yes.
2: Right, January two thousand and six, because we're in twenty sixteen now.
1: We are ten years ago.
2: Oh yeah, getting old. Uh, I can't find an arcade game from January
1: twenty. Do a pinball then?
2: Yeah, I will do. World Poker Tour from Stern.
1: Never heard of that one. Mm.
2: I've listened to the Arcade Heroes podcast, and they were sort of talking about how Stern in the like early two thousands. They were getting a bit sort of...
1: Lackluster.
2: Yeah. Yeah. They have no competition. Everyone else had died out. You know, Williams and Gottlieb. They're all gone.
1: Oh, Bally, yeah.
2: Yeah. So, Stern were just putting out mediocre, average games. And then, like, people like Jersey Jack came along and they've upped the game. and Yeah, doing yeah, up, and yeah, stuff. Mm-hmm. So, this is from that era. And it looks all
1: right. Was well, this World Poker Tour? Yeah. It's yeah. a bit of a dull theme, isn't it? Just yeah. poker. Mm. Cards and stuff. It looks all right. It's... Meh. It's, um, Meh. It's a, it's a seven
2: out of ten game on the Internet Mini min, Pinball Database. Not a movie. Uh, January
1: nineteen ninety six. Killer Instinct. Two. Craig Turner. All like this. Twenty years ago. Wow. Turner, that I still know. seems to me like a modern game, and mm. it's twenty years old. Killer Instinct. How 10. old am I? Mm. One hundred and seven. January nineteen
2: eighty six. Good year. There's two previous podcast games that we've covered. Okay. Halley's Comet was released.
1: I saw that in Galloping Ghost. Thought of you? Mm, good game
2: yeah it's alright it's a good little life game good instance. little shooter yeah mm, one life game and Iron
1: Horse oh such a brilliant game I need to go back to that I loved Iron Horse I've got the board Horse. of that
0: mm.
1: Iron Horse mm. Ironing Horses mm. brilliant game
2: Konami. and 76 wow this is quite a unique cab actually stunt
1: cycle from Atari I got offered a stunt cycle to buy mm-hmm but it was quite worn out, so I didn't go for it in the end. I didn't have room for it. But yeah, it's a real cool little cab. It's sort of like a black and white game. And you've got like a, a handlebars, and you've got a throttle, and I think, is it a brake? Throttle and the brake, that's it. And yeah. you just you just run along the top screen, then you go into the middle, it loops, and then to the bottom, and you jump a load of buses. That's, that's the whole game.
2: Yeah. Brilliant. <laughs> but if you've seen the cab, red, white, and blue, Yeah, evil can
1: an evil style. It's really nice. Yeah, it looks great. You, you, can, you can almost think that they, they had the license for Evil Carnival then they backed out and thought I oh, would we'll just make it stunt cycle. Yeah. And that's what they did. I'm sure of that.
2: And that is releases from this month in
1: history kids. So, before we go, because we're going to go to Smarties meet in a minute on the Sunday, let's do next shows game and who picked it. What are we going to do? For well, 2 we're, weeks time. We're a tweet from Chris Smith on Twitter, not the Chris
2: Smith from Maximum Power Up.
1: Okay, another Chris Smith. Another
2: Chris Smith. Well, I've, I've met a couple of times, and he's on the Shoot'em Up League on the Retro Gamer Forums. Yeah, so, so what game did he suggest? And he suggested Flicky.
1: Flicky. Yeah. Oh, I love a bit of Flicky. I'm it's such
2: get, a cute little game. I'm going to get into it. I'm looking forward to this one. So we're playing Flicky. Yeah. Standard settings. There's only easy and hard settings. Okay. So we putting it on easy, which is easy for a few levels, and then it's not. Yes. And... Um, I can't remember what the extra lives are I'll have to up.
1: standard level on main basically Yeah. if you've got a board standard level
2: yeah I'll put it in the show notes mm-hmm. and uh, good luck with that
1: it's a great game brilliant so in two weeks time well we'll be playing Flicky for the next two weeks and we will talk to you then thanks mm-hmm. for listening and goodbye thank you goodbye you can download or play the podcast read all the show notes and leave feedback at www10 Uk. You can email me at vertvic at tenpence uk. You can also reach us on our Facebook page. You can tweet me at tenpence and you can tweet Sean at Sean Holly. We'd love to hear from you for game suggestions, arcade pickups and stories or any of your personal thoughts on anything we may have covered.